0: What is up, guys? Welcome to episode number 114. A little delayed today, but I think everybody's okay.
1: I hope so. If, if they're not, we can get some medical attention to them.
0: For sure. For sure. But, as always, here with BJ, we want to always bring, uh, met, let you guys know, man, stuttering early today. I guess that's what we get for recording on a Thursday. Yeah, but, for sure. But uh, we want to make sure we let you guys know that the podcast is... Sponsored by Century Mortgage. Crystal Lackey has Century Mortgage, I should say. Crystal Lackey, good friend of mine. BJ's still yet to meet her. But, or no, you met her at Roosters, I think, that one night. She was at Roosters. Yeah. Yeah, so BJ's met her once. Uh, this past weekend was her birthday. Actually, it was her birthday was the other day, so we'll say happy birthday again.
1: Well, you know what? I couldn't believe it when you mentioned to me that you were gonna sing happy birthday to her and Eric Deacon on here. I was very blown away. So that, I guess I'll just let you have the floor and that, go for it, bro. That
0: is that was never ever said to you. I never said that I would sing happy birthday.
1: Are you calling me a liar on your own podcast?
0: Absolutely. Okay. Do, do I look like Marilyn Monroe to you? I'm not singing.
1: Well, I wouldn't say you look like her, but I mean, maybe you can sing like her
0: who knows but if you guys want to uh, refinance you need a mortgage hit up crystal lackey 502-615-0743
1: check her out online at century mortgage backslash capital c capital l a c k e y c lackey
0: and again you can call her 502 615-0743 century mortgage is an equal housing lender mls number 3925 Crystal Lackey, MNLS number one seven three five nine seven nine.
1: Or if you need some batting lessons in softball, because she's much better than you are.
0: No, the averages would uh, would prove that that's a lie.
1: Oh well, mm-hmm. a- analytics lies sometimes. Just something, like, something like uh, that. allegedly, I do. Yes. But hey, teach her own. So. Uh, you know, rumor had it that there was a couple of people who were disappointed with the intro last week. And they stated that it went too long. And somebody even mentioned to me that I needed to take a couple of points out before we started this podcast today. So <laughs> Because we're starting so late. Why? I mean, you, you could spin it whichever way you need to spin it. The way I spin it is the truth, because I'm a truth teller. And being a truth teller, I want to give you a little bit of knowledge about the number 14 because we're on episode 114. We're going back in our time capsule, um, dropping some knowledge on you fools. Now, in golf, a player can actually have no more than 14 clubs in the bag. Now, I've seen your golf bag. You actually have less than 14 clubs. But Driver
0: and putter, that's all you need, bro.
1: To each our own DJ Cali.
0: When you're this good, it's all you need.
1: Yes, I've seen you play. You are very impressive because if golf was the highest scoring event, you would win that most of
0: Absolutely. I don't want to hear anything less from you.
1: Yes. Uh, 14 is also the number of days in a fortnight. Now, I know what you're thinking. Fortnite, the video game? I don't know. You tell me. You know what I'm saying? No,
0: I actually knew that, that one.
1: Oh, wow. I really did know that. Let me ask you this.
0: It's not spelled the same way the game is spelled either.
1: Oh. How did I know that, though?
0: How did you know that it wasn't spelled the same?
1: No, how did I know that? Never mind, we'll just go on to the next one. Um, It's also the number of lines in a sonnet. Now, you know, in our battle that I'm about to have with Mason Barmore, and don't think that I forgot about that, you know, in the poetry contest, contest, I could potentially be pulling out a sonnet. I haven't perfected it yet, but I'm keeping that in my back pocket just in case, you know, things get violent. I also wanted to explain to you, speaking about violence, that 14 is the Nuestra Familia um, symbol because it's also the 14th letter of the Spanish alphabet, N. So I don't know if you know much about the Nuestra Familia, but you better mind your P's and Q's around the uh, 14th letter of the Spanish alphabet. I'd
0: say I'm not familiar with it.
1: That's very good. You like that? It was a good effort. Um, 14 is also the number of forgetfulness so I almost forgot to put that one on there and I I think your joke was a little bit better jeez but I'm just saying it's the number of forgetfulness and then uh, Vermont became the 14th state in 1791 so shout out to Vermont I don't think we've ever given Vermont a shout out before on this podcast the catamounts? yeah well no just the state mainly Um, but uh, sure you can drop the catamounts if you want to and last and final point. Do you know who our 14th president of the United States was?
0: Abraham Lincoln. Good guess. No, that Abraham Lincoln was 15.
1: Well, I'm not going to, you know, crush your hopes and dreams and tell you that you're wrong again, but Franklin Pierce was the 14th president of the United States. Never heard of him. Many <laughs> Many people forgot this and that was 1853 through 1857. <laughs> Some of our listeners were alive during that time period. Eric yeah. Deacon, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, you know, keeping it short and simple this week, but we are bringing the second favorite segment, Who Am I? And Let's so, do this. To refresh everybody at home, play oh, along. By the,
0: by the way, Ryan says that to throw me off, yeah. you need to start throwing baseball players in here.
1: You know what? I contemplated on ones that were tough with NFL to do that, and even for the World Series. Um, but I, I can definitely throw one in here or there. In addition to the NFL and the NBA, because obviously that's the greatest two sports in the history of mankind.
0: I think college basketball is the best.
1: Well, I mean, I was mainly referencing basketball and football being a better sport than. Baseball, I can agree with that. But I can yeah, agree with you, that. I mean, you call it however you want to call it. So play along at home. Your goal is to guess who am I speaking about. These players are known for wearing number 14 in their career. Um, do your best to get it as early as possible. in the hints bring in the Heat. Starting with number one. Born in Gaitherburg, Maryland. Hint number two. He played football and ran track in high school. So not shocking there, right? Hint number three. He received scholarship offers from the University of Maryland, Florida, USC, Cal, Ohio State, Auburn, and many others. So Obviously, some big schools in there he received scholarship offers from. Now, hint number four, give you a little bit more knowledge about who I'm speaking of. He tallied 1,896 all purpose yards in a season. Now, that was actually his freshman season as well, too, of college, if that helps you out. And he was the second best in his college history in total yard purpose yards in a season. Hint number five.
0: How many hints are there on this one? Seven. Okay.
1: And the last one will be a very critical one in which hopefully you'll be able to get it on the seventh. Hint number five. He actually played. This is a very key one now. Follow me on this, okay? He actually played for two conferences on his college team, but he only played for one college team. Okay, now that, okay. that is a really good hint. That should give you a lot of information. Hint number six. He had the second most receiving yards in the NFL his rookie season. Hint number seven and final hint. So we'll go over the first six. Born in Maryland, played football, ran track in high school, received scholarships for many illustrious schools, tallied 1896 all-purpose yards in a season which was the second best in his college history he played for two conferences on one college team he's the second most receiving yards in the NFL his rookie season hint number seven he was one half of a duo of receivers who each had over 900 yards receiving for his team since Randy Moss and Chris Carter. Who am I? Um,
0: man, I feel like I should know this one fairly easy.
1: Well, I think there's a couple key hints that I'll reiterate. The two conferences for one college team, there's only a couple of teams that, um, obviously it being after Randy Moss and Chris Carter, that's not that long ago, right? So that's a key one. Conference change, obviously, right, is what I'm referencing. The other key hint in there his second most receiving yards in the NFL is rookie season. Now, I know that can get a little blurry, but there was two receivers. One was known. One has been traded. The other one is less known, but still well known, and that's who we're referencing here. And the last one is clearly he played for the same, or plays, one of the two, for the same team that Randy Moss and Chris Carter played together. So I'm not going to state that team because I feel like that's giving you too much leeway. But think of that team. Think of second best, most receiving yards in that. NFL. Got, I,
0: I know who it is. Yes,
1: good. So on to the next one, right? Don't
0: know why my mind was blanking on him.
1: I didn't really, like when you envision him, you don't really see his number for some no. reason. Which is kind of unique because 14 is kind of an odd number. Yes, um, But on to the next one. Who am I? Well,
0: to be fair, Yes, I thought when you said the most receiving yards since Randy, I thought you were just talking about in football history. I didn't well, realize that, but I get what you're saying now.
1: It wasn't the most receiving yards. It was a duo of receivers who both had 900 receiving yards for his team yeah. since Randy Moss and Chris Carter. So it was on the same team that they played for but, yeah, I figured that one would be a good hint to help the listeners at home as well, too. I'm glad we could explain a little more. On to the next one. Born in Kingston, North Carolina. Ooh. Shout out to Kingston, Mon.
0: Kingston, Jamaica, right?
1: Yeah. Well, it was North Carolina. I don't know why I did a Jamaican accent, but I think I was thinking <laughs> of Sean Kingston and yeah, Jamaica. Yeah, so it's like three Kingstons all in one. Uh, hint number two. Uh, and... I do want to drop. There's also another famous individual born in Kingston, North Carolina. Do you know who, I mean, I know this is really tough, but do you have any clue who that might be?
0: Kingston, North Carolina,
1: former Tar Heel. Great Tar Heel. Um,
0: uh, former piston, former. I was sixer. getting ready to say Jerry Stackhouse. Good then, answer. Yeah, I was. I was honestly getting ready to say him, Jerry
1: Stackhouse. But
0: I had no idea that I was. I was just going to throw out a guess.
1: Yeah, well, that would have been the correct answer. And rumor has it that Kingston's a pretty tough area. So I don't know if we we'll have to ask Sheldon should we go to Kingston or not. I, I don't <laughs> know. Well, I'd trust his judgment. Uh, hint hint number two. Growing up, one of his favorite things to do was actually go fishing with his grandmother. So you referenced Ryan already on here. I think we're gonna to have to give him two shout outs in a brief fifteen minute period Fisherman of the Year award right there. For sure. Um, but this person was known to enjoy going gram fishing or Man. going fishing with his grandmother. Now I don't know about anything about gram fishing, but hey, teach your own. Hey number three, he's an aspiring artist. And he actually took a portrait drawing class in college. Now, I actually would potentially have known that prior to my research. AKA, I did know that. But I enjoyed putting that in here. hey number four. Now, this, this is a big one. Um, for all you super high school sports fans, obviously, you probably don't follow North Carolina basketball. But this guy is a four-time state champion in high school basketball. And he's the only player ever to do that in that state. So pretty impressive. Uh, Hint number five, he was named his conference rookie of the year in college. Hint number six, he has played for two teams in the NBA. So obviously that tells you he's in the NBA now and he's on his second NBA team. Hint number seven and final hint, he is the only player in the NBA who is actually taller than me So for all you listeners at home, he's taller than 6'6 or 6'7, but he weighs the same as me. Now, you know, I'm not dropping my weight on the podcast, but this individual potentially could weigh 190 pounds. You know what I'm saying? So taller than 6'7, weighs in at 190 pounds, born in Kingston, North Carolina, likes to fish, is an aspiring artist, four-time state champion, conference rookie of the year in his college played for two NBA teams so far. Who am I? I see a puzzled look on your face and you know I, I can't express to you how enjoyable that is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, um,
1: almost as enjoyable as Joe Buck and Troy Aikman.
0: Yeah, I was the puzzling look was just the fact that people were actually going to watch this Thursday night football game which we just have on just cuz it's on mute.
1: Uh Allegedly
0: I'm I'm this one's going to be a guess completely.
1: This one is a little more off the beaten path than what they typically are, but I I think if you genuinely think deep down in your head, two teams taller than me but weighs the same as me. How many NBA players do you know who are taller than me but weigh the same? I can honestly only think of one. I mean, I know you don't look at their height and weight on a regular basis, but kind of a point forward
0: I don't, I don't want any more hints, because I, I don't think I know it, but... All right. Uh, well,
1: that's, do you want to go the first one, or do you want to guess this one first? What do you want to do? I'll, I'll, go, ahead and, in your I'll go ahead and
0: name the first one. You actually gave the answer in, in the, uh, for what school he went to in the one with the scholarships.
1: Mm, very good.
0: Which, I was wondering if you did that, and then once I realized who it was, I was like, he did give away the answer of where he went to college. He went to Maryland. That is Correct. And his name is Stephon Diggs.
1: That is also correct. So shout out to any of you Vikings fans out there. I'm not going to name anybody because the Vikings stink and they beat the Eagles this year. But with that being said, Stephon Diggs is number 14. He was our first Who Am I character.
0: The second one. This one's tough. Played for two NBA teams. Yeah, has played for two NBA teams. It's taller than you, but weighs the same as you. Correct. I'm just going to throw out a guess on this one, and then I, I don't think it's right. Well, I'm going to go th- for
1: it, and then I'm, I'll give you one more hint.
0: I'm going to go Ed Davis.
1: Ed Davis is not a bad guess because I do like Ed Davis, but I don't think Ed Davis is known for wearing fourteen. Is where you were. I don't wrong. know his
0: number, that's why I guessed it. <laughs> so. And Ed
1: Davis weighs a little bit more than me as well, too. I He's, figured
0: that as well, but I was like, "Hey, it's worth a shot in the dark."
1: Yeah. Okay. So good. Good effort, and the North Carolina reference. I mean, yeah. I, now I mentioned to you that he was named Conference Rookie of the Year in college. Um, I'll give you one small brief hint and then maybe a further one, but he only played one year of college as well too. So current NBA player on his second team, I'll give you even was recently traded to his second team, taller than me but weighs the same as me, played one year in college and was his conference, you know this conference well because the next hint I'm going to give you is that it was an ACC school. And obviously this wasn't too long ago because he's still in the league and just got traded to a second team. Who am I? You're going to be extremely disappointed whenever I tell you this name.
0: I mean, it's, uh, it's, uh, I don't know, man. Grayson Allen?
1: He has more tattoos than 12 people combined. I don't know how many.
0: Honestly, I honestly have no idea who this is. My mind, like this is okay. one of those ones. That last,
1: last and final hint. You could phone a friend on this, right? And if you were to phone a friend, I would say somebody that you might potentially want to phone would be Tony Robinson.
0: Oh, why would you bring that bum into this? I'm
1: just saying. In this case, he might know who this guy is. I know
0: who it is now, too, and that dude's a bum.
1: Well, I mean, you can call it however you want to call it. I'm
0: calling it. Uh, Brandon Ingram's a bum.
1: Brandon Ingram is correct. Now, now, can you see taller than me and weighs the same? Does he really weigh the same as you? He real? Well, I'm, you know, once again, I'm not listing my weight on air, but I'm just saying Brandon Ingram is listed as six nine or 6'10", 190 pounds. Oh <laughs> wow! Yeah, I was shocked whenever I saw it. Now, you know, I got to have a couple cell phones and wallets in my pocket, so if I could borrow those to step on the scale, then yes, the answer is I do weigh one hundred ninety pounds. Okay, don't judge me, bro.
0: I'm not. So, last week, our lock of the week. Who was your lock of the week last week? Do you remember?
1: Multiple. It was the 16 parlay. It was the road dogs. You know, a little team by the name of the New England Patriots kind of screwed me. Yeah. Um, Also, a little team by the name of an hour and a half away of us, the Indianapolis Colts, kind of, didn't do so well for me. Um, Thought those two games were the ultimate locks of the week. Guess
0: whose lock of the week was correct? Not mine. Your boy.
1: Well, if you'd pick six games, then maybe you'd have a better chance of getting one wrong. Nope. Okay. Touché.
0: Nope. Your boy got Wake Forest right. They were seven and a half point favorites and won 44 to 10. Close game. Yes. So, uh, my lock of the week this week, I'm taking uh, a former conference of the University of Louisville and a former rival. I guess you would, they would still be a rival if they were still in our conference. Uh, the Cincinnati Bearcats. They are 35-point favorites against another former foe, uh, the Yukon Huskies. And I'm going to take Cincinnati, and I'm going to take the 35-point spread. And that's what I'm going with. The calling Cincinnati. the cover. Calling the cover.
1: Oh, my goodness. 35 points is a lot of points. We it mentioned, is,
0: but have you seen UConn?
1: Yes, I have. UConn well,
0: is really bad.
1: I wanted to see their defense, but it didn't look as if it was there. So, yeah, offensively they're not impressive, but defensively they might be one of the worst teams in the, NFL, or in the NCAA football. Shout out
0: to uh, Phillip Rivers, who I was trying to pick up in fantasy the other day, but I didn't get him, so thank you.
1: Yeah, no passer interference there. Um, But moving on, I'm going to give you a little bit of knowledge. Now, I told you, I attempted to get some college basketball spreads for this weekend. I attempted to get some NBA spreads for this weekend. None were accessible to me. So what I did was I had to choose an NBA game tonight. Now, granted, I did my research last night, and there's a little game of the five and twos, right? Miami Heat at the Phoenix Suns. Now. 5-2 5-2 and two is very surprising for both of those teams, right? Miami is a one-and-a-half point favorite. It's on the road across the entire country at Phoenix. But I've got some bad news for Phoenix. Phoenix has
0: been playing all right.
1: Well, if you're 5-2, and two, both of those teams have been playing more than all right. But, but
0: I'm talking about for Phoenix, though. Like, Phoenix has been a dumpster fire for, what, four or five years at least? Correct. At least. And, I mean, they beat somebody... Didn't they beat the Brakes off the Warriors
1: or something? Well, that's not so impressive, to they, be they
0: beat the, No, I thought they beat the Warriors before Steph got hurt. With
1: Steph, yeah. yeah. But you still don't have Clay, and there's still a lot of pieces that are um, lost from last year. But yes, they, they did. I believe they beat the Warriors. They beat some decent teams. They might have beat Denver, or they played Denver as well, too. Needless to say, tonight's not their night, though. I'm taking Miami, giving up a point and a half at Phoenix. I'm most worried about the road trip across country because sometimes those games are the ones that are, you know, not so good. But Rubio, Devin Booker, Kelly Oubre, they've been holding down the fort. You know, Ayton's out right now, suspended for PEDs. Yeah, he
0: gone for a while. Yeah. That's two of them in, what, uh, a week? John Collins. Yeah, John Collins out for a week, too, with that. I mean, that's...
1: It's amazing because we mentioned we don't see PED use very often in the NBA. And then all of a sudden, you know, you have two of them in less than a month. So it's like, yeah, something must be. They've been eating the Mexican tacos that Canelo has. Yeah. Uh, Grand Shane, enjoy that one. Um, but that all really gets in their system and gets them going. So needless to say, I'm taking the Miami Heat. Jimmy Butler, hold down the four, bro. Kendrick Nunn, by the way, did you, do you remember Tony telling us about him when we were talking?
0: Yes, and the uh, I saw a story. I think you shared it the other day, or the the meme maybe just the picture talking about how he's the scored the most points by an undrafted player in NBA history or something.
1: First five games of the year. Yeah, yeah. it's amazing. Tony, um, or actually Ryan was telling me that Tony lived five minutes from him or whatever, and you know he played with Jabari in high school. I mean, I could just only imagine him and Jabari together, but none has been one of my favorite players to watch this year.
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> what? What uh John Gruden there with a little colorful language. Yeah, would you read some books there? He said, Hey, a hole, go watch the F and play after he <laughs> threw
1: his challenge flag on the field. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, sir. What what was, was your a, challenge there? That hey. was really
0: good. That he he's challenging the fumble and I hate doing this to people. Like we're watching a game. While we're recording this, but this is really good. Uh, but yeah, Kendrick Nunn, uh Tony did mention. Hey, <laughs> see there he got pre it, <laughs> it for you and he got to see it. Uh, but uh, yeah, he said he lived next to him in Chicago. Yeah. The coolest thing was is that I had no idea that Tony was such good friends with uh, the the dude that went to Kentucky and then to Michigan, Charles Matthews. Charles Matthews. I did not realize that he was that close with him.
1: Dude, I love that dude's game. That's for real. That's like one of the guys that would have fit perfectly into a North Carolina system. Like you could not draw it up any better.
0: I mean, I definitely think it's not. I think he went where he should have gone because Kentucky or Michigan at Michigan. Yeah, like Michigan, it ended up. If he found his game at Michigan, because the Kentucky, I don't know if it was just he felt like he wasn't part of it. I don't know what the deal was. He left kind of early. It felt like
1: yeah, he didn't get much playing time.
0: Yeah. I don't even remember what class he came in with. I feel like it was the uh, class with Narlins, To be honest with you, like I, th- I feel like he was there uh, that no, long ago.
1: little after he he. I mean he he played three or four years at Michigan, and he just got should have been drafted, but he didn't. He tore it, his
0: ACL in the tournament.
1: Is that right? Oh, and remember Tony was saying in his tryout for a team. Oh. I think maybe Boston. He said.
0: I got you. For some reason, I felt like that was it was during the tournament. For some reason, I felt like I remember seeing him getting hurt. But maybe it's just because I remember Tony saying something about it. Yeah.
1: Well, they hurt my bracket is what they did because, remember, I was super high on Michigan, and that that didn't go so well for me. Yeah. Because I had them in North Carolina playing in the final game, and needless to say, neither of those teams made it. Hey. Thank you, Auburn.
0: I'll say this. I called the NCAA champion before the season started last year. I had a feeling with all those players coming back and them losing to that 16 seed, I just had a feeling they were going to figure it out and win it.
1: And they did. Well, I don't think they will this year. If that makes you feel any
0: better, I don't think they will either. But uh, something that happened, we ain't got to talk too long on it because I know you don't really love this sport that much.
1: Well, then I'll allow you to do the talking.
0: But the Nationals won the World Series, bro. I don't remember all the doubters and everything. It's fine. It's fine. But this something that I think you can at least appreciate, even though you don't really like baseball. Yeah. The history was made in this World Series.
1: I can appreciate history.
0: The first time the road team has won all seven games.
1: That is very impressive.
0: Yeah, it was it all was seven of- All seven games. All seven games. It went seven games. The road team won every game.
1: I see what you're saying.
0: Yeah. The home team won zero games in the entire series. So it actually worked out for us not having home field advantage.
1: Right. <laughs> so, well, that's crazy. I mean, that that is not only history, but that's...
0: It's absolutely insane. Yeah.
1: It doesn't make any sense. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Phillip Rivers is bound in the term to turn the ball
1: over. He threw a pick. He thought that was one of his 16 yeah. <laughs> sons out there. Yeah, he threw a
0: pick, and then they just challenged a fumble that they did not give him, and then he throws it right to the DB for Oakland. So. Yeah, but he
1: should have had the one pick the play before when he got hit and then that one was just what clearly did they, i guess they end
0: up calling a pass interference
1: or something had to have been dude was but, holding him the whole way
0: oh yeah so the nationals won the world series won in seven games beat the houston astros uh my favorite player on the team steven Strasberg won the world series mvp and then a couple of days later opted out of his contract
1: yeah that was very weird why i mean is that to get more money or is yeah, he gone i mean you never know it may huh? be both Really? Yeah. Where's he? I, I mean, don't know. Is there any rumors or speculation out? Nothing yet. I, I mean, it's still well. kind of
0: early. So, I and be honest with you, the person to talk about this stuff is John. John is really very knowledgeable about the contract stuff, and it's like a lot of times I'll text him about like contract things with anything. Yeah, and he's like a, an attorney or something. I don't know how he knows some <laughs> of the stuff that he knows in some of these things. Legal or like,
1: professional advisor. Yeah,
0: or like, and he'll know like farm system guys for different teams because I was like. At when, In the World Series, I was like, man, Houston may be in trouble here pretty soon with their pitching staff. He's like, no, they're, they have one of the best farm systems as far as it goes with uh, pitching. And
1: I was like, what? You know what else he knows? What's that? That over the back is not a call in basketball. And I can appreciate <laughs> a man who knows that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is near and dear to my heart if you can't tell. Over the back is the most atrocious call that you could ever make. So, yeah. sorry, I didn't mean to get on a tangent.
0: It's all good. Uh, but this past weekend, Louisville, it was actually uh, nothing really happening here in the city as far as uh, Louisville football goes. We had a bye week. But you all played a uh, familiar foe, is Virginia?
1: This is true. And after you all beat them, they were not very happy. And so they came out ready to play.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, I didn't really watch your all's game, so I'll let you talk on your all's game as much as you want
1: it was actually a really good game uh, i mean there was it was a back and forth battle at the end and essentially north carolina came up one possession short and the fact that they couldn't score on the last possession so I, I think north carolina's had the same thing go on all year they've started slow and picked it up towards the end um perkins is the name their quarterback right yeah when you mentioned to me that you were not a huge fan of his i kind of saw some glimpses of what you were referencing
0: he's he he can move Right, He's not very accurate, right. and he gets flustered very easily. He
1: made some phenomenal throws, but he also made some throws that you would think would be standard passes for a Division One yes. college athlete that were just sailing on him. So it was kind of one of those things. But offensively, they moved the ball on us. They they were absolutely killing. Our uh, secondary is decimated. It's amazing to me that I'm an Eagles fan and a North Carolina Tar Heels football fan. And both of those teams have one of the worst secondaries in their conferences, respected conferences. Like,
0: yeah, I mean, I think there's. I haven't really watched you all that much because it seems like you all are always either playing at the same time as us. Yeah. Or it, actually, that's just what it seems like. Y'all are always playing at the same time as us.
1: It's very common. Uh, I've seen or overlapping one yeah. of the two.
0: But um, worst secondary's got to be Wake Forest or. The Wake Forest's secondary is so bad.
1: I'm just telling you, we've had some major injuries. And, you know, Surratt, whose brother is on yeah, Wake, Forest, Wake Forest. yeah, Actually, one of the best receivers in the country. So forget Wake Forest. I mean, he's supposed to be a top five pro receiver out of this year's, or not. I this didn't year's. know
0: that, but it it makes absolute sense. That kid is a stud.
1: They actually had him listed as the second best wide receiver in the country, which to me was maybe a little high, but I they, I'd say top five.
0: Did they have him behind Judy?
1: I don't recall, to be honest. Because if they had him
0: ahead of Jerry Judy, I think that's nuts. Jerry Judy from Alabama is nice. To me, if you ask me, I'd take one of those guys from Clemson and then Jerry Judy and maybe even Jerry Judy's teammate. which I can't think of his name.
1: The Surratt brothers are phenomenal, though. They're they're both extreme athletes. And uh, Chaz moving to where the position linebacker, which he had never played before, he's a quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Like, blew me away. And um, he's led the team in tackles. He he got hurt during the game. Luckily, came back in the game. And I thought, oh, thank goodness. But, yeah, their secondary, Perkins was picking on them all day. And if Perkins is picking on your secondary, what do you think any other team in the conference is going to do? Yeah. So, we need to get a couple of wins to compete now. Obviously, Virginia pretty much solidified that. Um, They don't have a tough schedule at the end of their year. I looked
0: at it. I can't remember who else they have because if Louisville wins out – they could potentially make the orange bowl. Yeah, so but what's going to have
1: ha- a tough game this week?
0: We we do it's In my a, it's the toughest game we have left on our on our schedule. Right. I'm not going to say that there's not like Kentucky should be a, a good game as well. But the other two games I think are should be guaranteed wins.
1: For ACC games, I mean that's what I'll say. Kentucky's kind of an interesting team to me. I but, don't know what they
0: are. Um if Louisville wins out, I'm not saying that they I'm not saying that they are, but if they win out, which they have At Miami this week, at NC State next week, Syracuse at home, and then at Kentucky. So that's three conference wins. Whoever's ranked the highest, because Wake is going to lose to Clemson, I think we can both agree on that. Wake's not going to be able to stop Clemson's offense. No, I don't think so. And if I also um,
1: don't think they'll be a lead against Clemson's defense either.
0: No. Uh, If they lose to Clemson, that would give them two conference losses, which would then tie Louisville. So then it would go to who's ranked the highest. So if Louisville wins out, they have the potential of being ranked higher than Wake Forest and higher than Virginia. Again, they have to win out to do this, but there's a chance that Louisville could make the Orange Bowl still. Yeah. Which is absolutely insane when you think about Louisville last season being 2-10. and ten. I projected them being 5-7 and seven coming into the season. Right now they're sitting at 5-3 and three with four games left.
1: So now looking at the crystal ball of – 2020 hindsight yeah the old braum deal seeing where purdue is at currently
0: i said it before the season started i think i told you um just from listening to satterfield and then seeing the coaching staff that he assembled i already felt like longevity wise we got the better end of the deal now if we got braum right now the recruiting class would have looked better and we may have gotten Some of those guys that didn't transfer to stay. But I don't know if we – we wouldn't have gotten Ledford, which Ledford is probably the biggest key for this team that we have. The offensive line has played head and shoulders above what they played last season. Um, We wouldn't have gotten Brian Brown. Brian Brown was uh, in the top five of the 30 under 30 last year, which I don't know if you're familiar with that list. No. They take the top 30 assistants in college football. Under the age of thirty, and they rank them in what number they think they are as far as best coaches. He was in the top five. Well, he's unfortunately, our defensive coordinator.
1: we won't be eligible for that list. No,
0: I'm already out of it. So, yeah. Um, and we got him. I like Shannon Brown, who is a who is the DB coach at Colorado, who's from this area. So he's going to be able to like. I, like I, we wouldn't have gotten the coaches that we got. Frank Ponce, who has done wonders with our quarterbacks, those guys would not have been here if we had Brown. Yeah. So that's – I think we've won in that aspect. Uh, again, we're taking advantage of a season where the ACC is extremely down. But guess what? We won two games last year. Right. So this is – it's working out perfectly for us so far. Again, how is the season going to end? I don't know. I think there's a there's a potential to go 9-3. and three. There's also a potential to go 5-7 and seven still. I don't think that's going to happen because I definitely think we're better – I think there's a easily all four of these are, are winnable games for sure.
1: Yeah, the crazy thing is that's most of the ACC right now. Like yeah. same exact thing with North Carolina, they have a lot of winnable games coming up. Are they going to win them? I don't know because you see two different teams in each half of the game. Let alone different games. I mean, offensively against Duke, Sam Howell did not look good. Um, so so right now you guys are what four and five. I believe so. Yeah, and you all have uh,
0: at Pitt next week. And you're all off this week. Yeah, then you have the 23rd. You have Mercer at home, and then you have at NC State.
1: Yeah. So the Pitt game is obviously the most worrisome game out of those. Um, I, I do think coming off a of bye week that hopefully is good that they could, com- you know, complete their focus on Pitt and Pitt alone. But man, that Pitt team is not bad. Pitt
0: is so is so ACC this year. They're so hit or miss. Like, right. they look really good against Penn State. And then you who they, they lost to somebody the other day, and I was like, what? I can't remember who it was, but I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah. And that, that's, the, that's the thing, man, because Penn State now, giving you credit, Penn State now is in the fight for the playoff. The playoff rankings just came out. I think they were fourth. Yes. So you got the top five. Ohio State was one, LSU two, which, again, it's – Who cares right now because this week's going to determine a lot of things because what Penn State plays, Ohio State, and LSU plays, Alabama. I believe it's this week.
1: Yeah, LSU, Alabama, and Penn State, Minnesota.
0: Penn State, Minnesota, that's what it is. But Penn State still has to play Ohio State. Yes. So those things will work themselves out. If you ask me, LSU's the number one team in the nation, and then I would put Ohio State and then Alabama and then either Clemson or Penn State, which it doesn't matter who you have there for because – Penn State or Ohio State going to have to lose. Alabama and LSU is going to have to lose. just depends on which one it is.
1: I see what you're saying, but it was very intriguing to me um, seeing the way that they seeded the top five teams because obviously that lack of um, quality opponents is key with the Clemson because at one point in time, remember, they were ranked first in the country.
0: Yes, and they've done nothing but win, but have gradually dropped down lower and lower, and it's because, like you're mentioning, and like we've both mentioned here, the ACC's down. And outside of Texas A&M, they really haven't played anybody.
1: No. Um, North Carolina was obviously a tough game against them, and, and that will hurt their resume badly. I, I think that was kind of the first week that they dropped, wasn't it? <laughs> but yeah, the,
0: the, yeah, I believe it was. Sorry. Uh, Philip Rivers just threw another interception.
1: <laughs> he's getting confused on which team he's playing for this <laughs> evening. And uh, I think it was actually the same guy who intercepted him again. But um, moral of the story, I, I agree with you that the ACC is down, but the ACC is never super impressive. It, it does typically but have it's a couple. normally
0: better than this. Yeah, There's at least one other good team normally.
1: Typically, Florida State will be decent. Last, you know, however many years Clemson has been elite. You all were pretty good there for a while as well, too. Um, Duke has been an interesting team. Syracuse has been an interesting team. But o- overall, I, ACC has not looked as a power conference in football. I, I
0: would say the two teams that have... Honestly, they have honestly disappointed me since Louisville's been in the ACC. Miami, you just mentioned, and Virginia Tech. Yeah. Like, Virginia Tech fell off, and they fell off really fast. They get Justin Fuentes to to follow up Frank Beamer and have absolutely just hit the ground and not taken off running. They just hit the ground and never got up.
1: I don't even think he's a bad coach. I mean, I don't know what the deal is, but I was even watching him this year. It seems like culture is good. He seems like he's trying to something's not clicking right yeah i don't i don't get it
0: it. It, they just fell off and they fell off
1: fast so i want to give you a little bit of insight when we were talking about penn state as well too i'm not gonna say anything crazy right um hindsight or full bias um disclosed okay so penn state plays minnesota this week right And I think you know who I'm liking in that matchup.
0: Yeah, you were trying to convince me to take Minnesota earlier.
1: Well, hey, if you chose to take Minnesota, I was going to be okay with it, but I would never force you to do such a thing, right?
0: Well, I could tell by the way you were texting, (laughs) you were laughing when you were reading it. (laughs) You were like, are you sure? And I was like, yeah, I'm sure. If you go and look at Minnesota's schedule, again, unlike D, I like P.J. Fleck. I think P.J. Fleck is a good coach. Great coach. I think P.J. Fleck... I, he cracks me up, to be honest with you, the row the boat thing. Yeah, I like him. I like his energy, but I could also see how he would be a little bit um, overbearing,
1: taxing to play for. Needless to say,
0: well, like I I compared it to Daniel with Daniel to Dabo Sweeney. I don't like Dabo Sweeney. Yeah, but I feel like if you're out of a conference, like it would be, he's a big t- like he probably doesn't really care about Dabo Sweeney. Probably he may like Dabo Sweeney. That's the way I feel about P.J. Flick, and he doesn't like P.J. Flick.
1: Yeah, makes sense. And both of the guys are unique characters, is how I'll word it. But um, Tough game this week for Penn State, right? But I I think Penn State pulls out the victory, and I think it could even be by double digits, potentially.
0: I was going to say, I think Penn State wins by 21 or more.
1: Wow. I don't think Minnesota's very good. Uh, that's a lot of points. Um, I'll I'll take the under on that, but I will say double digit points as well. Um, now, there's an interesting team on their schedule next week. Do you know who they play next week?
0: Penn State. I looked at it, but I don't remember who it is.
1: This team has been a surprise team of the year, probably the most surprising team besides maybe you all in that conversation as well too. The six and two, Indiana Hoosiers.
0: Yeah, they now, have. They they are. Uh... They are kind of like, see, it's weird. The top of the Big Ten is really good this season, but they're taking advantage of the same way our teams are.
1: It's really four teams, maybe five, depending on who you consider up there. I mean, is Michigan State in that conversation? Is Iowa in that conversation?
0: To me, the teams that are good in the Big Ten, Ohio State, Penn State, obviously. Wisconsin, I think, is right there as well. Right. Um, And then – Michigan? Michigan? I don't even know if I'd really put Michigan. i Michigan. Michigan in there. I mean, Michigan's so... I don't know, man. They're so hit or miss for me.
1: Michigan's defense is there every week, but their offense is hit or miss. Shea Patterson yeah. is kind of a guy who I don't really have a lot of faith in, but then I've seen him have good moments. So that's where the question mark lies for me is their offense, not their defense, which is yeah. kind of backwards for a lot of teams.
0: So you're obviously going to take Penn State. I would take Penn State as well.
1: But let me also finish that train of thought that I had because after... Indiana, they play Ohio State. So for all you gambling junkies out there, keep an eye on that IU game because that's a game that if it's a large spread, I can tell you that I'll I'll be picking. So I hope Penn State beats the brakes off the Indiana Hoosiers. I'm hoping that they pick a big spread so I can win some money while they do it. Right.
0: I uh, I also told you I also went out on the limb and said that i think that minnesota will lose three of their next four games
1: yeah you did say that and i don't know if that's the biggest limb in the world but uh, <laughs> yeah still
0: oh wow that interception definitely wasn't his fault hunter henry definitely fell down so um the other big game this week uh which i don't know if you saw uh saban say that uh it looks like two is gonna play did you yeah. see that
1: i saw him say he was improving or he was progressing well. I think was his wording.
0: Yeah, he said. It, from what I heard, it looks like he's going to play. Um, so I want to see the spread. I think it's six and a half, maybe for Alabama. Uh
1: I which at, seems kind of big for me. Yeah, I looked at it. and I want to say it was somewhere from five to eight. And six. A half. Okay.
0: Six. Yeah, six. Alabama's six-point favorite, which is a little surprising for me. Um, I think it's going to be a, a battle. Uh, it just sucks because I probably will watch zero of it. Because it's at the same time as the Louisville game, and I'm this is a big game for Louisville, so Louisville
1: at home this week.
0: No, it's at Miami, so I may flip it over on commercials and stuff, but I'll mostly be watching Louisville. Um, so I, I don't know who I would really take in that game. I think I would probably take LSU to cover the spread, and maybe I guess I would maybe take Alabama, but I don't. I don't know. I think it's going to be a really good game. Yeah. Um, maybe just because it's at Alabama. I would take Alabama, but I think LSU covers the spread.
1: Saban's a strategist, right? Yes. A- and I think there, except was... for
0: in the championship last year,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think there was a recipe um, on how to expose this LSU offense because they've been killing everybody. And Auburn put a little bit of a vice grip on that offense last week, and they only won that game by what three points, twenty-three to twenty. I feel
0: like that. That's right. Yeah.
1: So Saban's got. And maybe they were overlooking Auburn, which I wouldn't advise you to do. You know what I mean? I told you, I think that Auburn team is – now they were maybe ranked too high in early on the season, but they fell off those rankings and uh, moved their way back up. I think they're a very good team. So I'll go ahead and take Saban and the Crimson Tide. Um, interesting to see how that one plays out, though, because as you mentioned, for the college playoff um, picture – Those two games have major implications this week. For sure. And then also that if Penn State does win, then that their next two games, or technically three games, will be big, important games for them.
0: If Penn State wins out and loses to Ohio State... Do you think that they'll still make the playoff?
1: So this is where things get a little cloudy because, once again, you've got the SEC championship and then you've got the Big Ten championship. So there's a good chance that Alabama and LSU will play twice this year, and there's also a good chance that Penn State and Ohio State will play twice this year.
0: Well, Alabama and, and LSU won't play twice unless, unless the they play, same. unless LSU or Alabama makes the playoffs. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, because they're, the they're both in the West uh, SEC West. Yeah. I mean, I guess they could if they meet again in the playoffs. Which those two teams, depending on how this game goes, with Penn State and Ohio State, and then LSU and Ohio State, depending on how those games go, if one team gets blown out, no, they shouldn't be in the playoffs. But if if it's a close game and a team squeaks it out. Those teams should definitely be looked at if the other teams take a loss, yeah. in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. But I think if you go undefeated, you know, you kind of hold your own destiny. So that's the whole thing is just go undefeated. Don't, that's true. Don't, yeah. don't leave any questions there. But that's what it's always been the last. Since we've had the college playoffs, that's what the recipe has been to get in there. So I, I don't know. I, I'm thinking Penn State wins this week. I'm thinking Penn State has a close game next week. The Ohio State game will be close. But Alabama and LSU, as of right now, both deserve to be in the college playoffs. Clemson deserves to be in there as well, too. I don't know. We'll we'll find out here shortly. It'll
0: all work itself out. That's the beauty of of them playing games. And that's the beauty of their schedules as far as Penn State and Ohio State and LSU-Alabama.
1: And thank goodness they have the college playoffs, man. I love the college playoffs So
0: the stuff that's been going around... Lately, do you think that the playoffs should be should be uh, Do you think they should move it to eight teams?
1: I'm okay with how it is now, but I would personally not be opposed to eight teams. I I do think even if you do, you look at the basketball, you know, tournament. Yeah, there's always going to be teams that will feel as if they got snubbed and left off. So if that's your argument for it, I think you've got the wrong argument.
0: My my thing is is why call them power conferences, power five if you're not going to have something for them. yeah. So to me, I think you should have eight teams. I think the Power 5 champions should be in. So force everyone to have a conference championship game. Because I think, I don't think the Pac- the Big 12 has one still. They may have changed that, but I know that at least a couple years ago they did not. You put the Power 5 champions in there, and then the next three would just be at large.
1: I see what you're saying. That That makes some sense to me as well, too. I don't think it will happen, but I wouldn't be opposed to them doing six and then having a bye as well, too. Um, once again, I, I don't see that happening, but interesting to see what the future might hold with it. You know, for, for right now, we're in a good space of having a college playoff. Let's not muddy the water of what we've got going on currently. I'd say let it roll how it is right now. Um, what are, What are your thoughts on it?
0: I think the eight with the power five and the three at large. That's what I would – that's so what I've wanted from the beginning. Yeah, you're go with it with that yeah, strategy. I, I, okay. That's what I've wanted from the very beginning. Because to me, there's no reason in calling it a power five conference if there's nothing that's really – that you're really benefiting from it if you win it. Because you can win the conference, the Pac-12, but no one watches you and you have one loss and you're not going to make the playoff.
1: So are you saying win the regular season or the no, postseason? No, you have to have a
0: conference championship. You force every conference to have a conference championship. Okay and then the saying. power 5 champions like their automatic bids in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. They're the power 5 champions automatically get to go to the playoff. Yeah. And then you take the next 3 at large. So let's say this year it's Oregon, Oklahoma, Ohio State, Clemson, and Alabama. That's just the that's the power 5 winners. Then yeah. your 3 at large would be Penn State, Clemson, and
1: well, you already said Clemson won, didn't
0: you? Or, I'm sorry, Penn State, um, LSU, I didn't mean Clemson, LSU, and... Florida. F- Florida. Florida's got two losses. Yeah. Uh, I mean, y- you get the point there. Auburn. A bit- oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Texas A&M.
1: No. So I'm saying. I think yeah. once you get to A, there's like a couple of teams who maybe aren't in that playing field of the top four teams, and... That's part of the fun of it. It's, yeah, you know, three very important games because you got two games in the initial and then the uh, championship game. Uh, as far as making money, I think they can make money off of it too. So I guess
0: I guess we go Georgia. Yeah, but no, Georgia would end up with two losses if Alabama won the 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 AC or the SEC. Baylor is down there. Baylor would probably only end up with one loss. So, I mean, it honestly just depends because you would put Baylor and Oklahoma playing in the in the. Big 12 championship, so.
1: Well, I don't think you only go by losses either, because once again, Baylor's not overly impressive to me. And I think Baylor could lose this week even, too. They play TCU, right? I uh, believe so. So TCU is kind of that team that's 4-4, four and four, but they're kind of interesting. Yeah, it's
0: kind of weird that you're number 12, you're 8-0, and, and you're only favored by 2.5 points yeah. over a team that's 4-4. Four and four.
1: It's a very interesting team to me. So I, I think I might have even taken – uh TCU to win that game because I was so intrigued by it or there's uh there's my script. guy
0: that I told you I was impressed with on the on the show Darren Waller with catch right uh so this week college basketball started and not just that we had what one two three four five six seven eight eight teams play in the first two days of the top of the AP top 10 yeah uh both of our teams played the champions classic had the top four teams playing
1: great way to start the season
0: yeah, it's, what's crazy, man, is the Champions Classic two years ago was how I started the podcast.
1: Yeah, that is, is crazy to yeah. think.
0: So, what is today? The Today's the 7th? Correct. So, in 10 days, the podcast will be two years old.
1: That's amazing.
0: Yeah, so, um, I'll, I mean, we'll go ahead and knock out Louisville and North Carolina's games, and we can talk about the Champions Classic. So, Louisville played Miami. Uh, started out uh, a little slow from what I got to see. <laughs> we'll talk about that some more later. But... Um, Was down early, came back, overwhelmed uh, Miami uh, in the second – or towards the end of the first half. Took a big lead going into halftime um, and never really looked back. Correct. Uh, Was up 30 with about four or five minutes left. Took all of the starters out except for Perry and uh, played Perry with uh, four freshmen. Miami went on a 14-0 run with their starters in the game. That was when Chris likes when we were just talking about kind of – started shooting the ball a whole lot and <laughs> <laughs> that's where he got a majority of his points. Chris likes ended up with 18 points on 7 of 15 shooting. Right. Uh but the big thing, the preseason player of the uh player of the year for the ACC, Jordan Wara, 23 points, 12 rebounds, which is great for him because that's the biggest but the biggest thing with Jordan Wara with me. I don't know how much of our game you watch. I know you watch some of it. Most um, of it. He looked engaged on the defensive end, which is the first thing—the first time I can really say that he has. He—he um, he, I remember one play. I can't remember what the guy's name was from Miami. Uh, he drove baseline on Noir. Noir stepped in front of him, kind of bodied him up. The guy back dribbled and then went back into him. Noir slapped it out of his hand. It bounced off his foot, and we got a steal. Yeah. Noir in the past is maybe cutting him off, and then the guy's blowing past him on the other side. Um, a chase down block that he made uh, in the first half. I don't know. He just looks a lot more engaged. It looks like he really took maybe from – even I know he didn't get to really play in a lot of those scouting things. It looks like he took maybe what scouts told him that he needed to do to to improve his draft stop and is taking it to heart.
1: I agree. And that block was nice. I yes. mean, I was very impressed. I thought no way was he getting to that block. And I don't know why that kid didn't dunk that. But <laughs> to each their own, I wouldn't have dunked it either. So I guess that's my philosophy on it. Oh. But- uh, but overall, you all were very impressive. I would say the most impressive thing to me was the defensive matchups that were chosen. Like Williamson was guarding likes a lot of the first half. And that was extremely impressive to see how he could move his feet. And you all obviously switch 90% of all yeah. screens. So it's going to be a very interesting uh, matchup to see who can take advantage of that if you're going to do that against everybody. But obviously Miami was unable to do that.
0: Yeah, I, I was... I had already seen Williamson play but you know I'm getting texts from people that hadn't seen him play like oh man, I really like Samuel Williamson Samuel Williamson is a very smooth composed player it makes it a lot easier when you're playing next to a guy like Jordan Wara right. and you're playing next to a guy like Stephen Enoch so those two guys are getting a lot of the defensive double teams or, or or stuff like that so it's making it a lot easier for you not to take anything away from Samuel Williamson's game but it makes it a lot easier when you're getting catches off of passes from those guys driving or catching it in the post.
1: Well, you got to give credit to McMahon in this game, too, because McMahon yeah. was spacing the floor. And so once you have to – you can't help off McMahon. He even walked into a three <laughs> dribbling down court. That I was like, you really just – he, he just hit two threes prior to that. One was literally the possession before, and one was a couple possessions before. So that's going to space the floor. And, and I know sometimes we question is, Defensive paralysis. Yes, but he looked as if he was engaged as well too on the defensive end. I think.
0: See, that's the thing, man. It it. it, He's always engaged. I know. It's something that I've referenced with some of the UK teams in the past. Oh. Um, it's a lot easier for you to defend when you know you have a guy that's protecting the paint behind you. Right. And that's something that I felt like maybe he he, it's kind of realizing like he's not going to stop guys with his. Quickness or anything like that—lateral quickness or, you know, body anybody up. But when you know you have a guy like Stephen Enoch, and then when Malik Williams comes back behind you, that can that can protect the rim. It's a lot easier to gamble after things. Yeah. It's a lot easier to okay. Maybe I need to get up in this guy. If he goes around me, cool. I still got the guy behind me.
1: But to me, the biggest thing is what we mentioned previously: is the switching the screens. If he doesn't have to fight over all of those screens. Yes that's going to be a huge help to him and then the just rotation on the defensive end cuz if you go weak side you can just switch somebody else because look at your all's front line i mean size and depth on front line and backcourt is pretty phenomenal we could
0: we could potentially be like a really really big team i mean you could Why? start you could start Perry, Williamson, Wara, Williams and Enoch at one point and they would be nothing it, or you could even start you could even throw Sutton him. Sutton, and Sutton is a, Sutton is so it's so good man like when he came here like I was not expecting him to be what he is now like he literally was just bullying people the other day I know he ended up with five rebounds but four of them were offensive rebounds that dude's a dog I love Dwayne Sutton. Dwayne Sutton is the type of player that every team needs.
1: He might be your all's most underrated piece, For but sure. he also might be one of the most important pieces of your team.
0: I can agree with that 100%.
1: I think if you lose him, your heart and soul of that team goes away a little bit. You know, Nora is probably your most important piece because when you lose him, you lose a major offensive chunk. But as far as keeping everybody on the same page, Sutton is that guy from what I've seen.
0: Yeah, I I'm anxious to see how well these these freshmen come uh, come along. Uh, we have David Johnson coming back probably within the next three or four games. Uh, they're saying around the Akron game, which means by the Texas Tech game, he should be full strength. Uh, I mean, he would definitely be full strength on them. Hopefully, he'll be full strength by the Michigan game. Yeah.
1: Um, kind of disappointed you haven't mentioned the Philly kid yet, though.
0: I I was I was going to get to him. Okay. We got Malik Williams coming back around the same time, maybe a little bit uh, after. And I know I dogged him after watching him play against Bellerman, but I th- I was – I thought Lamar Kimball – Fresh Kimball. I don't want to call him – Fresh Kimball. Thank you. Kimble, Thank you. Um, not that he impressed me. He he did what we needed him to do Yeah. in this game. Like, we don't need him to be impressed. We don't need him to be the Fresh Kimball he was uh, before.
1: For St. Joe's.
0: Yeah, we just – just come in and be another guy that can give us minutes and can spell Perry or can spell David Johnson, whoever is, is playing the point. Or or just just get the guy the open shot. If you have the open shot, knock it down. That's all we need you to do. Right.
1: Be aggressive, but also yeah. play within yourself.
0: Exactly. And I thought in the Bellerman game, I thought he was trying to do too much. And and that's what I told you when whenever I saw I said, it's the first game. I'm not going to let this be how I see him the entire time because this is the first game and we're playing against Bellerman. It's not... I'm not going to look at him and say this is all he's going to be. So I was very happy to see him definitely take a step forward, in my opinion. Is he a world beater by any means? No, but he definitely looked better.
1: Yeah, good piece, once again, to add depth to your team.
0: Yeah, I mean, he ended up with six points, three assists, and I believe zero turnovers.
1: And I think that position is going to be key for you all this year because, once again, point guard position, you know, Johnson isn't a true point guard. So how will that go towards the end of the season? Point guard is one of the most. I'd say point guard and center are one of the most important positions on the court. Uh, If you want to make a deep NCAA run, you you all are going to have to figure out how to get into your offense with somebody other than a point guard. I think because once again, David Johnson is not a true point guard, and Fresh Kimball might not be a guy who you want to play heavy, heavy minutes. Even though I do like him, I
0: love Darius Perry. I don't. I don't. I know you like you were talking earlier with those defensive point guards. I think Darius Perry is also another very good defensive point guard. Is he on the same wavelength as Ashton Hagen's? Or I can't remember the other. No, he's not. But I definitely think that Darius Perry is a very good on-ball defender as a point guard.
1: Yeah, Trey Jones was the other guy. I've, Trey Jones. I've, yeah. I've got Trey Jones and Ashton Hagen's as my two best defensive point guards. But see, this is my problem with Perry. I, I do agree with you. He's great defensively. I've got him as a shooting guard, and he can't shoot that great. I know you think he can, but I am I'm not impressed with his shooting paralysis So, can you play him as a point guard? Yeah, is he a true point guard? Once again, I I don't think you all have a great point guard um currently, but hopefully David Johnson will be that guy. I wish I could have nothing but success. I like I like that kid's game a lot.
0: Yeah, so um not to go off a complete side note, but yesterday I went and watched uh, richard's team play the Spire academy i watched the high school team which won by 53 close and, game yeah and then the i watched richard's team which squeaked out a 93 92 win uh they played actually two 20 minute halves i did not know that in prep school makes sense uh but one of the kids for his team is a kid that we watched last year and i didn't remember him he played for that wagner team though really yeah, so one of his one of his kids. The players. lanky
1: kid, the taller, longer, uh, dark skinned?
0: No, he's a light skinned kid with mm.
1: kind of curly hair. It's a kid who was scoring. Probably. Yeah. Left lefty maybe? No, he's, he's right handed. Right handed. But shoots kind of outside. Uh maybe. I know he
0: missed four free throws down the stretch in their game yesterday. Ouch. Yeah. It sounds
1: like uh North Carolina's <laughs> team shooting terribly from the free throw but,
0: line. But um it was fun. Hopefully, we'll get to get out together and go watch one of his games. I, th- I mean, you and I always enjoy watching his games. Yeah, it's supposed j- to be
1: this Saturday.
0: Yeah, they were supposed to, but the prep school canceled. He told me that he doesn't play at home on Monday, but from what I saw, he does, but I don't know. We may have other plans on Monday already anyway. So, Right. Um,
1: well, we could do all of the above. Because <laughs> while we're talking about Monday plans, I think we need to give a little shine to Louisville Pizza Week because...
0: Yes, next week is Louisville Pizza Week.
1: That's a beautiful thing to do.
0: Uh, I already have two two dates planned. Monday, I have one with.
1: Well, I, I don't know if we should call them dates, bro. I I'm mean, talking about your date, I'm talking be,
0: about dates as far as calendar dates.
1: Yeah, that's what I'd say too. If you talk about going on a date with your own brother, I mean that's well, you were first going of all, to. Well, I, I was gonna, you know, I guess videotape, which make now makes it even weirder that I was gonna videotape incest. Yeah. But still, I'm just saying, in in this case, I don't know if I'd reference them as dates.
0: So, uh, we are you, myself. Jennifer will be going as well because Jennifer loves pizza.
1: Who uh, doesn't love pizza?
0: I've seen people that don't like pizza. Really,
1: is the broadster going?
0: Oh heck yeah, he's going, dude. Okay, he loves
1: pizza. Oh, he, yes. you can tell. He, you know, he's probably into like that California pizza pizza kitchen style. Like if if he had a surfboard, I think. He'd I'm fit gonna right go ahead in. and
0: tell you this, dude. Yeah. There's one pizza place that I don't like, and I had it again today, and I made the mistake of trying it again, <laughs> and I'm and look. It's hilarious that you had it today. For all you Southern Indiana people that listen to this podcast, I don't care if you don't like me for saying this.
1: He doesn't care.
0: Arnie's is absolute garbage.
1: Oh, man. I'm not mad at Arnie's, though.
0: Arnie's is so bad. It's wet cardboard with terrible toppings on it. It's so no bad.
1: You know what I could say? I've never gone like, hey, I want a pizza. I'm going to order Arnie's. Because but, it's not good. Well, I don't know. There's just like some people just have traditions of when they order pizza, how they go about it. I feel like it's a very, you know, sensitive subject. Um, for me, whenever I've eaten Arnie's at events or because people bought it or whatever, I've, I've not been mad at it. But the Pizza King style of pizza, the Arnie's style of pizza to me is not the best pizza in the world. won't ever be. Um, but if you put it in front of me, I'm, I'm going to throw it down the hatch. Unless well, it has olives on it, I should. Specify.
0: Yeah, well, you and I both said that. We, we're not fans of olives.
1: And I thought of another one: anchovies. I'm not doing yeah, anchovies. Yeah, I don't really.
0: Saw, the only time that you really see anchovies is in a Garfield cartoon, though.
1: Right. Or yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles.
0: <laughs> yeah. Dude, didn't their didn't their pizza always look the best though?
1: Yeah, the cheese. Was oh phenomenal. my goodness!
0: On it. That and the cheese on the pizza from Goofy movie. Yeah, oh, that was man. even one up, and <laughs> yeah. the
1: cheese whiz on the uh, goofy
0: when he movie. made the uh, Leaning Tower of cheese
1: Leaning Tower of Cheezer, bro. <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> the, the
0: pizza on that on that movie though. Oh man, yeah. I'm glad next week's a Little Pizza Week, but Monday we're gonna go check out Danny Max. Uh, Wednesday I'm actually gonna go to lunch with Tony and Crystal. We're gonna go to the pizza bar at 4th Street. Nice. Yeah. So see, that's
1: the thing. I didn't look at where all the. I mean, I kind of looked at the map, but you know, I don't know any of it. Yeah. So I saw the three Indiana places were Wix, which mm-hmm. is a staple. Everybody knows Wix. Not not our personal favorite, right? No. But it's on the list. That's cool that it made the final cut of eight. uh You got topped. How did topped make it on there?
0: Boombaz is on there too. Boombaz is better than top for sure. Like I'm I'm with you on that. Like when I saw top when you mentioned topped, I was like. Was Blaze going to be on there too? Like, are you serious? So it's actually for
1: Indiana. I didn't even think about that because H Street's Indiana too, right?
0: Yeah, A Street's Indiana, but there's Boomba's in Kentucky and Indiana. Yeah. So,
1: that makes sense. So, technically, four Indiana restaurants out of eight. That's very good. And this is the thing I'll say Boomba's has an underrated New York style of pizza. I I was not mad at it, but if you are going to Boomba's and you're not participating in the $8 pizza extravaganza for Louisville Pizza Week, you need to try the Mama Meets a calzone because that's my go-to there.
0: Well, see, here's the thing. What? We're going to get the pizza at Danny Max, but you need to get a calzone when we go there because their calzones are fire.
1: Next time I will. Th- this is what I want to know is are the $8 pizzas like some specialty so, pizza? So
0: each place has a different thing yeah so a street pizza i'll just give you a couple of a, a street pizza oh, you can actually click on those? yeah you can click oh, it oh i'm checking uh, that out 16th tomorrow. a street pepperoni which is just a pepperoni 16 inch that's
1: $8? eight dollars
0: oh, eight dollars or oh, 12th dude. street deluxe which is deluxe pizza um pepperoni tiny sausage mushrooms and an extra portion of mozzarella cheese so i would probably go to the deluxe without mushrooms
1: you know what i'm gonna do what's that sign me up for both
0: Send so, you up know, for both. I got now, $16. This place is probably the place that I'm the most excited for. This is yeah. Yeah. Uh Matt has had it. He said that he liked it. Uh, look at the picture, though.
1: Oh, dude. Um, I saw it. Trust me. I, I looked up Yelp reviews.
0: Romeo's looks fire. Yeah. Uh, Matt has had it. They have a 14-inch one-topping pizza. So
1: says, you get any one-topping. Yeah. See, I wish I would have known you could click on these. Now oh, I feel see, like an idiot. No, not really, because it's
0: you still got Coles is Coles is good. I know you yeah. said you haven't had it. Coles is solid.
1: No, I haven't had. I had Boomba's. I had Wicks. I had Topped. What was the other one? I think that's all I've had on there. Uh, have you had Parlor? No, that's what I'm saying. Look I at Parlor's. Why uh, is Diorio's not on here? I don't know. Why? That's what I was wishing there was more people participating in this festivity.
0: I don't know, but i'm i would oh, not oh yeah see i know i, I'm I gotta getting figure jiggy you with that no, i the parlor special is a 10 inch caprice olive oil minced garlic mozzarella basil sliced roma tomatoes oh, fretz oh, mozzarella oh. and balsamic glaze dude i'm passing on that
1: you know what i'm doing passing out because i'm eating so much of it <laughs> go to the s1 whenever now the pizza bar this. yeah that looks like a topped pizza
0: pepperoni ham salami bacon meatball mozzarella and sauce
1: you know what great toppings questionable
0: pizza. see this place this sereno that's
1: where i'm with dude
0: see look at that. that you know what that is it looks not very good
1: it's neapolitan style margarita pizza bro you you do what not, is
0: neapolitan oh my
1: goodness. i'm talking i know the you disrespecting ice cream respecting an entire culture
0: i know the ice cream
1: well, you're about to learn about the pizza because I'm telling you that's the place that I'm. Most San excited Marzano
0: about. tomato, basil, fresh mozzarella, and olive oil.
1: Do you understand how good that sauce? Is? I don't Do like. I
0: don't like, like tomatoes.
1: Sauce? You don't like tomato sauce? I get
0: light sauce on my pizza every time we get pizza. I thought we've talked about
1: this. Yeah, we have. But I'm saying the flavor of the sauce on this is going to be unlike anything you've ever red, had.
0: Red sauce to me is. A...
1: You know what I did the other night with red sauce. Made some bomb spaghetti, and let me tell you, my sauce was red and it was delish.
0: They also have a sausage pizza. Yeah, which is San Marzana tomato sauce, Fior di Latte, mozzarella. I'm probably butchering all these words, by the way. So sorry, uh, house made I mean. Italian fennel sausage and torn basil. That's what. Now I'm that saying. one, that one, I would try.
1: House made? Come on, bro. That's I'm, what I'm
0: saying. That one, I would try.
1: That's in my top three.
0: What? House-made Italian sausage?
1: No, that, that...
0: So if you're naming... Now, Tim Tam is the same thing as Danny Max just to let you know that.
1: What do you mean it's the same it's thing?
0: It's the same thing. What do you mean? Like, if you look on Danny Mac's website, it says Danny Mac or Tim Tam Tavern. There's two different places, but it's the same thing.
1: Like, it's one place that has two doors?
0: No, like, there's a Tim Tam Tavern, and then there's Danny Mac's, but they serve the exact same pizza. So it's the
1: same owner? Yes. I see what you're saying
0: uh topped and then wicks. So if I'm naming my number one that I want to go to.
1: Give us your AP poll.
0: Number one, I'm going Barromeo's. Okay. That's the one I want to go to. Uh number two, pizza bar. Wow. Just just because I've already had some of these other ones. That's the only reason yeah. I'm not mentioning
1: Well, and the style of pizza on there wasn't intriguing to me, but the toppings that were on the pizza that for an was eight dollar pizza, that was very great.
0: Yeah, that's that's what I'm, and then, um, because I've had Coles, I've had Boomba's, I've had H Street, I've had Danny Max.
1: Yeah, two of these, by the way, we mentioned doesn't even have pizza on their regular menu. So how Griffs and Goodwood is serving pizza? I'm very. Well, intrigued neither by. is
0: Sereno. If you go to their regular website, Sereno no is. I swear.
1: Come on, Sereno is. Man, that's authentic Italian. I'm
0: saying, but that's not what they're like. They're known for their pastas and stuff is on their website. Yeah. I'm not hating on their pizza, even though it doesn't look like the most intriguing thing to me, so I'll read the second one, very but their stuff, I'm telling you, the stuff that they had on there before was, um,
1: garlic knots,
0: yeah, garlic knots, <laughs> yeah, see, they have the exact same special, uh, Danny Max pizza with your favorite two toppings, the Tim Tam Tavern and Danny Max are the same thing, right. Um but those well,
1: important information, so now I can tell my coworkers that because guess what? I've been turning them on to the Louisville Pizza Week, bro. Yeah. Um how do we get the passport? That's what I need to know. I haven't figured it out yet. So we gotta get a yeah, passport. Yeah, we'll read
0: up on how to do that. Uh let your passport take your I don't know. Uh by yeah. the way, dude, we need to get big enough next year to where we can sponsor. We oh. can be a sponsor on Pizza Week. We should make Because we own love pizza. pizza, dude. Yeah. Um
1: I w- I think we should have Indies make a pizza for us.
0: Indies, yeah, the, the wings.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean,
0: I'm telling you, man, Indies, I've, I've, I've jumped off the Indies bandwagon as far as best wings in the city of Louisville. Why? I had them again, dude. Chicken King. Oh, okay. Chicken King's better, man. But here's the thing. You can't go Like I have to go buy Indies and get me some of that pink lemonade, and then get the wings <laughs> Oh man. <laughs> From Chicken King because. If I could have those two together, yeah. the world might blow up.
1: Yeah, I've had Chicken King for a while. Yeah. I need to go back, but I'm just sticking to Indies. I'm, I'm trying now, and true.
0: Indies is very good. Right. I'm not I'm not crapping on Indies, although you crap it out really fast once you eat it, but it's not as good as Chicken King. Chicken King's wings are better.
1: Somebody was telling me that there's better locations for the uh, Indies as well, too, and I told him yes. I'd only ever been to two locations. So
0: You've I'm, been to the one downtown and then the one in Jeff? Yeah, I think the it's downtown. I the means. one in uh, Newburgh is good. Really? Yeah.
1: I told you, I got a barbecue joint that I want to go check out. Gore's Barbecue. So Yeah, you
0: were telling me about that. That's that's the big thing, man, is we need to start going to these places and uh, trying them and giving these places reviews, let other people know that, hey, you know, we're out there trying places. Because, I mean, there's been other places that we've been to. Where would we go? I went to Diorio's again the other day. That's one place we were surprised wasn't honored.
1: Diorio's is fire. Um, yeah, I, I like Diorio's the time that I tried it, but I also would have liked to have it more times than just then
0: yeah well i went to the oreos uh last friday with uh, jeremy and daphne
1: i want to go to there didn't you tell me that it's like a brunch or an all-you-can-eat buffet or something didn't they have something like that? they
0: have a uh, specialty topping or a specialty slice is what it's called so you can choose from like 10 different ones and it's it's a big slice like they have yeah and it's a, it's kind of it's still kind of expensive though when you think about it because it's 9.99 for a slice Whoa. Oh. but the slice is huge it's like the size of a of a Spinelli size slice, but it's actually got some substance to it instead of just a floppy piece of pizza.
1: Oh my, dude, are you serious right now? A floppy piece of pizza. That's what
0: that's what Spinelli's is. Spinelli's has definitely got floppy pizza.
1: Do you understand that because I spent sixty dollars on Spinelli's pizza, the Philadelphia Eagles won a Super Bowl championship? They
0: won the Super Bowl championship because Tony Danza played a garbage kicking. Or a garbage man that played for them.
1: I think it's because Vince Vipali had me order two cheesesteaks, a large cheese bread thingy-majiggy, and a large pepperoni pie, as well as the deep-fried Oreos and something else that I forget to re- recall what it was. I don't
0: know. But I'm excited. we're both excited for Pizza Week.
1: Extremely excited. So yes. you listed your top three. I'm going to give you mine because I know you it. were deeply intrigued by that. I'm going that Serenos first. Okay, That's my number one on my list. Because you know what? We don't have that type of pizza that often. And I'm an open-minded individual. I need to try some Margarita Neapolitan-style pizza. I would say the second two are going to be Danny Max and Coles uh, in no order. But you know what? What was that other one you showed me with the... The uh,
0: Bromio's?
1: Well, that was a Saul Balsamic Crazy uh, Majigima thingy on it. The, the uh, one that you were very dis- disrespectful. That was Serenos. No, Serenos was a margarita. You were also disrespectful about them. But remember, there was that one that you said Parlor. Yeah, maybe it was Parlor. This one. Yes.
0: Yeah, that's Parlor.
1: So Parlor's like a four A because it's like I said, the Danny Max we've just heard so much about.
0: You man. have because I talk about it all the time. Yeah, I love Danny. Danny Max. I'll t- I'll be honest with you on this. Danny Max side stuff like their crack sticks crack sticks oh dude their crack sticks are phenomenal yeah and then their calzones their calzones m- might be the best calzone i've ever had
1: what was the place that's like out on dixie highway that's supposed to be good as well yeah too? that's
0: the other um i can never remember what it's called bonnie and Clyde's yes that's what it is is it really yes bonnie and Clydes. that's that place I, seriously <laughs> that place i've heard Like, Crystal has talked about that place where she used to love it when she was a kid, and the last couple of times she's gone, it's been terrible.
1: Yeah, I remember you saying that. But I I would love, like, hopefully this blows up. I I don't know how many years they've been doing this. I know this is at least the second year, but I'm hoping that next year they have. I mean, maybe they could even do it for, I guess, as a company, you only want to do it a week because it's going to be chaos in there, man, and they're losing money by doing this. But it's also gaining exposure because i would have never heard of a couple of these places unless i had
0: no idea Barromeo's was a place but Barromeo's is probably the most intriguing one to me the, of the places that i haven't tried yeah i just thought that pizza looked really it looked really well made
1: oh all those pictures whoever took those pictures i don't know how you didn't eat the whole pizza but, yeah <laughs> um well hopefully wednesday it's like i said i want to try i'll bring something I, I might uh just go to griff's because it's so close to the usual spot but if we're doing it um, somewhere different Either
0: that Or we could maybe Even try You and I could just Try to go Tuesday uh, Yeah but I'm maybe. saying Even
1: Wednesday I'm I'm going to get A pizza Wednesday now, if what Depending on where We're doing the podcast
0: Then you could probably Stop at Parlor For that one
1: I Or I could go Parler's. to Parlor
0: Parlor's right next to The Second Street Bridge and Jeff Yeah Or right next ain't, to The Walking Bridge I apologize It's right at the bottom Of the Walking Bridge In Jeff, Jeff. hmm
1: Oh, I do know Parlor. Now that you say that, yeah, someone has the
0: cornhole boards out there and stuff. Glenn's
1: told me about that place. Yeah, that's Parlor. So that so there's five in Indiana, or did we already say it? I don't know. I
0: think it's Parlor, A Street Topped, and uh Boss. Wix. Wix is in is mostly known for Louisville because it says Louisville style pizza. But yeah, I guess I guess yeah, but, there is five. Yeah.
1: yeah, that's impressive. Yeah, shout out to Indiana. So, I, I would have liked to see what's that other popular Indiana joint over here. Um, Come on, help me out. Sports time. Sports time and the other oh, one. Oh, the
0: one down here? Yeah. Yeah. I've heard sports time is pretty good. I've never had actually I haven't had it in a long time. I have had it before, but I haven't had it in a long time.
1: Yeah. So there's plenty of other ones that are in this area. I, I would have liked to see Spinelli's on there. I could tell if you, you no. were not interested in that. But I, I would like to see. I would what have rather have Diorio's
0: on there. Diorio's is really good. Um
1: Yeah, but Spinelli's is very creative in what they do, and so I would like to see what they would have came up with. Like, they're just too big to do that. I mean, too popular. <laughs> there's some
0: places that I wish was on. That, like, D'Oreo's is one I think should be on there. Yeah. Um, I guess it's kind of tough for them because they're with both of those places. Really, because they're known. If you get a pizza, it's a huge pizza. Right. And there's no way that they can just give away one of those big pizzas for that cheap.
1: No, and that's the whole thing with, like, topped. It's like I said, that's already an $8 pizza. I yeah. Mean, you're probably spending. What do you spend at Rapid Fire when you get your pie?
0: like nine bucks but yeah. I get a drink with it too
1: so it's nine bucks with a drink no it's gotta be like eleven
0: uh I get extra cheese and yeah I guess it is about eleven.
1: Oh yeah if you're getting extra cheese and a drink come on that's, that's and, over and I get their deep mark. dish well I think the deep dish is the same it's just two inches smaller
0: fr- I haven't had them in a while I've oh kind of my. fallen I've kind of fallen off their uh, wagon no way yeah it's probably been a, at least a month or two
1: I get coupons in the mail every once in a while but I don't use them they had that five dollars special. For it got that to week. the point
0: to where they knew my order, and I was like, I don't, I don't know if that's good or bad.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> so I
0: stopped going for a while. Yeah.
1: And then when you show back up there and go, "What's up, beef? You I taking the usual?"
0: I hadn't been there in like two weeks, and the girl goes, "Deep dish, light sauce," and I was like, "Yeah, I'm probably just gonna leave."
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you took it as disrespect instead no, of No, I no. It's
0: very respectful on her part, but it's kind of like depressing at the same time.
1: Dude, I think she was hitting on you, bro.
0: Oh, she might have been. She talks to me every time I go in there. Yeah. I don't know.
1: She's like, hey, you getting the beef tonight? What, what's what's <laughs> up? Is beef special? No? Okay. <laughs> um Did she ever give you her phone number in her bo- in your box?
0: Maybe, I just didn't notice it. You ate it. Ma- yeah, maybe she spelled it out with the bacon.
1: In the light sauce. Yeah. Dude, that yep. <laughs> hey, that is. <laughs> She's gangsta. just like I'm
0: not paying attention. She just like writes it in there with her finger. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Excuse right. me, man. Please don't cough on my pizza. Yeah, yeah.
0: you just—I think you just gave me a common cold on my pizza. Thank you.
1: <laughs> Does that cost extra?
0: Yeah. Good thing I got my flu shot. Yeah. Um, but Louisville won big. I got back to we had back to ta- to talking basketball. Louisville won big. North Carolina. Hey, guess. we won
1: big too.
0: I'm saying I was I didn't I hadn't finished. I said North Carolina played the next day. No,
1: you kind of said. You no, guessed, you I was your pointing
0: to <laughs> you. Which people can't see. I was pointing to you because I was passing, I was passing you the the buck, so right. you could talk about North Carolina
1: rotation. Well, yes, North Carolina worries me. Is if, if that's what you want to hear? Where you were extremely impressed with North Carolina. I had a lot of questions with North Carolina, and unfortunately, my questions were answered with the fact that Cole Anthony is going to have to have one of the best ACC freshman years. It, he's going to have to one-up Kobe White, essentially, is what I'm stating, because I don't see a ton of pieces. We've got a lot of depth at North Carolina, and a lot of guys who can play. Leaky Black is going to have to carry a ton of that. Uh, Garrison Brooks is going to have to carry a ton of that. Baycott is a phenomenal player. I, I would say Baycott's probably my second favorite player on this team. Um, but without Sterling Manley right now, our strength inside is not our, as much our strength as what it was before. So North Carolina will go back to the pounded inside at the beginning of the game, beat you with pace and depth by the end of the game. And I think that will be a recipe for success, but unfortunately I see uh, six to eight losses on our schedule this year with a tough ACC schedule as usual, as you all do as well
0: as yeah. Per use. Yeah. Um, Cole Anthony though, man, look really good.
1: Phenomenal player. And, and Notre Dame, you got to give Notre Dame credit as well too. Notre Dame always plays their hearts out under Mike Bray. And in my opinion, they have two really great pieces in Gibbs and Mooney, um, but Hub also had probably the best game out of anybody on their team. And then Fluger is a nice piece as well too. So
0: Fluger's been there fifteen years, I think.
1: Well, he was hurt last year too, so it's. it's Fluger's the one that see. looks
0: like he could be one of Trump's sons.
1: Potential. <laughs> I could see why you yeah. would say that, but he doesn't look like Trump at all. He just no, looks like that. He could that. be one of his sons. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's like,
0: got like the combed over hair, but he's got acne, I feel like, doesn't he?
1: I don't know if he has acne, but Farrell was the guy who I told you, I, I think they'll miss a lot this year. And if they did have him, man, they would be...
0: Farrell's the, the guy that you look at and you're like, I bet you're like really hairy all over. <laughs>
1: He does kind of have a where what feel. Yeah, I like, mean, I get what you're saying. Coming from a guy with a mullet, that is very impressive.
0: Oh yeah, we've got to talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Your boy did uh, spruce up the European haircut,
1: and it is as much. of, Listen, I, I want to say thank you because Bethany did a great job with that.
0: Yeah, I, I told you, man. I wanted to, I wanted to keep the hair growing because I wanted to make sure the mullet was good. I've honestly, oh. I've honestly grown into it, man. Like, yeah. the first day, like, oh, man. I was like, dude, I don't want to take this hat off. And then, like...
1: At work? or No, this was the,
0: on Saturday when I did it.
1: Oh, come on. You were with the bros.
0: And, oh, I mean, I walked out there and showed them. They laughed. And, uh... Bethany even gelled it up, even though I told her not to. Before she put my before I put my hat back on to go play wiffle ball. And then, um... Monday, I was like, oh, man, I'm not really looking forward to walking in with this mullet. So, like, I'm walking in, and one of the ladies I work with, she was like, all right, she's like, oh, let me see it. And um, she saw it and started laughing. I was like, well, she was, it doesn't look that bad. I said, well, your laugh's tell me different.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> Laughter is always scary, right?
0: Yeah, and Philip Rivers threw it to the wrong team again.
1: Same guy again.
0: Is that his third interception? I think so. We got a Gerard Holloman on the loose here uh but uh it's kind of grown on me
1: again by the way well it doesn't matter
0: it's kinda, it's kind of grown on me figuratively and uh i don't even know what other mentally emotionally and physically yes
1: mainly physically yes but all of the others are well i think it's phenomenal man i (laughs) i think it was the greatest bet i've ever made in the history of mankind i'm extremely glad you won but man you're wearing it loud and proud (laughs) i've got a sneaky feeling that you're not going to cut it at the month end
0: i don't know man just depends
1: yeah how did they get that back again? Because it was offsides. That's why I said. Oh to him. wow! Another nice. one. He gets redeemed. Now let me ask you this question: Do you remember when I was stating to you when I was growing it out that I was out mowing the yard one day, and then all of a sudden I felt that calm, cool, crisp breeze hit the oh, back I of my neck. Oh, dude! I like,
0: yeah, you know, like this man, just letting it shake.
1: There's nothing like it's it. It's right? really
0: not, man. And like, I just don't. I told you I don't think pictures do it justice. I think you guys see it in person.
1: In person, it is pretty classic, but I, I do think the pictures do well. The other thing, and, you know, once again, I think there's multiple reasons for this. I'm glad that you won because you've got a little bit of the curl mullet going on oh, back yeah. there, right? But mine would have been the long, nasty, straight, like, Joe <laughs> deer mullet. Yeah. That's what worries me the most about it. At least yours is, like, maybe hockey player, maybe baseball player. Yeah,
0: mine kind of looks like Gretzky or something.
1: Yeah, maybe just a couple loose, loose screws, but mine would be like, oh, this guy, you know... He, he's a yours look
0: definitely looks like meth mine looks more like <laughs> uh, like i would sell like crank
1: yeah well i don't even know about crank but I, I think you're like chewing on batteries or something where instead of you know i think that's an upgrade from yeah meth so t-shirt sure. um
0: move so UFC 244 was this past weekend classic um i watched it again without paying for it
1: yeah you were texting me the whole time
0: yeah it was, you were like <laughs> i pay for it I yeah. like that subtle. <laughs> you were like wait how he how's he watching this and if you oh, remember ways
1: do you remember what i said i don't want to jump to conclusions we need to get into this but my response was i will be interesting to see where these two go from here and hindsight being 2020 did you understand what i was saying from that
0: where they go from here what yeah. do you mean
1: Because remember what they stated they wanted to happen was running it back, right?
0: Oh, yeah, and Diaz is like, nah, I'm quitting.
1: No, Diaz is not quitting. Dana White is not going to allow that to happen. No,
0: did you not see Diaz today? No. Diaz said that he wouldn't want to do a rematch anyway, that he's quitting the UFC.
1: That's because something happened with them not running that back. I'm going to have to see that. Diaz is a unique character. Yeah,
0: he's also the one that failed some type of drug test and then said he was quitting too.
1: Well, no, they – yeah, he, he actually had the drug test rescinded where it was – basically they tested the supplements he was taking, and it was in the supplements. So mm-hmm. he got cleared. But, yeah, I, I don't think he's juicing. Now, why I that is that? it's because I like him as a fighter.
0: Yeah, Nate Diaz, peace out, left the fighting game. That's what he says.
1: Yeah, after he just had an interview that said he will always be a fighter and he'll never retire he's fighting as part of his life Nate
0: Diaz is the UFC uh, Antonio Brown
1: no Nate Diaz is way better than that because Nate Diaz does whatever he pleases but in the fight game you get a little more leeway than what and also he, he isn't you know Antonio Brown was kind of a head case which Nate Diaz is too but the topics in which he's going about it are much different.
0: I'm talking about how he's like, oh, I'll always be in the fight game. Then he's like, oh, I'm retiring. Did Antonio Brown, literally within hours of him tweeting, saying that he'll never play again, he tweeted and said, I'd really love to play next year. Right. <laughs> like, well,
1: Diaz, what? Diaz rolls to the beat of his own drum. I mean, that's... that's. I mean, hard. I'm
0: kind of say that Antonio Brown does as
1: well. Him and his brother, Nick Diaz. Nick, Nick Diaz is the guy who got suspended because in the USADA testing pool, which is what they have to be tested for, for PEDs and all of those other items, um, you have to disclose where you're traveling to so they can come and test you at any point. And he had three violations where he wasn't <laughs> disclosing where he was, and so they just find him and, like, you're suspended again. And so, yeah... They'll, they'll fight when they want to, but they, they make millions to fight each time. So, will Nick Diaz fight again? I don't know. But will Nate Diaz fight again? I, I say yes. Will that be in the UFC? I also say yes, but it very well could be a different entity. We'll we'll, we'll find out.
0: I'll tell you this. I did like Mas, uh, Masvidal. Is that how you say his name? Yeah, Jorge. Yeah, Jorge Masvidal. I loved his response to pretty much everything.
1: The Conor McGregor question, did you see that? Yeah, he
0: was like, that little man doesn't want any of this. He knows what would happen.
1: Yeah, and I agree with him. I do think he would put a absolute beatdown on Conor McGregor, and I personally would not dislike seeing that. I, I don't want to see Conor get beat. Um, like, I'm not wishing ill will upon him, but if somebody's going to do it, go ahead, Jorge.
0: So you're a big Masvidal guy?
1: I have always been, because remember I told you even before when he was in the Kembo Backyard fights, I loved that. And then in Bodog, in Strikeforce, in Bellator, I think he had a couple fights in Dream where they did a cross promotion. Masvidal's always been a guy who's on my radar. I, I can honestly say he's not been a top three favorite of mine, because I do like Max Holliday, Holloway. Um, I do like Daniel Cormier, and I do like uh, Eddie Alvarez, I would say would be my top three But Jorge's on the cusp of that, and uh, he's improved his game recently, and he's knocked out a lot of big contenders, and I think he's due for a title shot, and I think surprisingly enough, he matches up reasonably well against, um, if Khabib Nurmagomedov were to go up a weight class, I think that would be very interesting to see. But Kamaru Usman is the champion in his weight class.
0: So, overall, what did you think of the fight? Do you think they called it too early? Do you think that that was... I mean, it obviously was the right call because the doctor was the one that made the call. It wasn't the ref doing it. Right. So, if the doctor's making the call, even if we don't want it to be that way, I told you, man, I'm really glad I didn't pay for that
1: fight because that would suck. Yeah. But do you... um, but the reason why that theory is wrong as well, too, is because sometimes people look at these fight cards as a one-fight ordeal. And the reality was, man, this was one of the best cards, not before the fight, but during the fights that I've seen in a long time.
0: That if, one that one knockout, I don't remember who where they kicked him and they knocked him out?
1: Yeah, it wasn't just one. This is a crazy... Shabazian is probably the one that you're talking about. Throws the left jab or the left hook and then follows it up with the left kick. Or are you talking about Kevin Lee where he kicks the dude into the fence?
0: Uh, Kevin Lee where he kicked him into the fence. See, that's what I'm saying, though. There that guy two... looked like he died.
1: So, as far as strategy and actual... Um, I forget what the correct terminology is, but a more impressive move to me was the Shabazian. Um, Edmund, think about throwing your left hand And then following that up with a left kick and connecting on the chin. Yeah, that's you're blinding him, he doesn't see it coming, and you're just tapping him on the chin and he's going out. Like phenomenal. As far as technique, there's not much better technique than that. But the prelims were on free TV, right? On ESPN ESPN. Plus, right? No, it was just on ESPN. I did not know that. Yeah. So there was Arlovsky versus Rosenstrike, who Rosenstrike beats the heck out of Arlovsky cheap, quick, and easy and now is in a main event later on fighting Al- Alistair Overeem who's a huge name in the UFC taking Walt Harris's position then you've got Shabazian knocking out Brad Tavares which was the fight I was just talking about and I had Brad Tavares winning that fight big time by the way Shabazian was the favorite I I was blown away when I saw that Shane Bar- Bargos versus Amir Khani. and that was a phenomenal.
0: I've heard the a Connie name before
1: Amir Connie. He's, yeah. he's fun to watch. He's he's more of a submission specialist, but Burgos beat his body to shreds, dude. As far as watching somebody play the bongos on Rick cages, <laughs> I haven't seen that for a while. And uh, he's also a New Yorker, and so was in Madison Square Garden. So the crowd was loving Burgos winning that fight. I should say Burgos is a New Yorker, um, but then Corey Anderson versus Johnny Walker. That's the ultimate kind of tried and true guy who's been through the ringer has won some big fights then always seems to lose before he gets a title shot Johnny Walker is the young well he's not really that young but he's the new to UFC up-and-comer who's 17 and three going into this fight and a lot of people had him as a potential future fight for John Bones Jones and thought he could be a problem and Corey Anderson knocked him out and <laughs> Corey Anderson is not known as a knockout artist. So think about it. All four of those fights on live TV were stoppages. Like that never, I can't tell you the last time that that has happened. So you got that. And then on the main card, it just continued with, as you mentioned, the Kevin Lee finish. Uh, Derek Lewis drops more classic lines. Did you see what he said after he beat the dude? I did not. So he's got like a little dimple in his chest, you know, like some people. And he said he was trying to hit the booty hole on his chest. It's <laughs> just classic Derek Lewis stuff. You know, it is a little PG-13 for some people. Um, and then after that, you have Vicente Luque and um, Thompson Wonderboy. Um, I, I loved Wonderboy's performance. Um, Luque is a tough dude. I thought that was going to be a tough fight for him. And then followed that up with Darren Till versus Kelvin Gastelum who once again on paper is a phenomenal fight till was not expected to win this moving up a weight class gasolum had a great performance against the current champion of that weight division and israel adesanya um a lo- lot of great fights coming up in the future for ufc ufc's in a great spot right now
0: and even boxing too uh you and have boxing the, you have the
1: uh wilder and Ruiz the, the, yeah fight. the
0: wilder Ruiz fight coming up they were just showing the commercial for that a little bit ago when we were sitting here um, and then sometime in the near future you'll have the uh, wilder fury fight rematch
1: potentially I, I would not jump ahead because i'm telling you ruiz is the boogeyman in all of the heavyweights closet like that's a dude who nobody wants to fight and part of that is because of his steroid history but <laughs> part of it is you don't know how old he is part yeah. of it is the dude's a monster and will flatline you with one punch I,
0: I can't remember when that fight is I wanted to say it's the 23rd.
1: The wilder fight? Yeah. It's coming up here pretty soon. I don't think it's this weekend because I think this weekend is uh somebody else, maybe.
0: I think it's the 23rd if I if I'm not if I'm not wrong. Yeah. Um but also this this past weekend uh my Patriots took their first loss. Took the L, bro. Took the L and it was bittersweet cuz how many times have you heard me defend Lamar Jackson on this
1: podcast? a couple
0: a couple times and he did everything that i said he's done in his career and he did it to us yeah. the video game run he made where Vinoy had him bottled up in the backfield and he just juked right past him and then pushed his blocker in the back to get over the first down line i was like yeah i think we're gonna lose
1: <laughs> once he did
0: that i was like all right, yeah, this is not good.
1: Oh, dude, you know what fight we forgot about? What's that? KSI versus Logan Paul again.
0: No one cares, but <laughs> surprisingly, though, Grant does care. He is actually excited to watch that. Really? Didn't it yeah. already
1: happen? Did uh, Logan Paul knock him no, out? No, he
0: fought his brother.
1: Oh, yeah. The other Paul his, brother. Yeah.
0: Mm. I I can't remember what. Paul George, I think. Yeah. Logan Paul George. Who was Paul supposed to fight
1: uh, Soldier Boy. Boy George. Boy George, that's Maybe better. that's who it was.
0: Yeah, yeah. Logan, Paul, and Tough Boy to George. Tough to
1: lose a fight to Boy George. You lose some street cred for that. Especially if you have a haircut in what you have right now.
0: Uh, that, this haircut was big in the 80s. Hey,
1: 23rd was right. November 23rd is that fight.
0: I thought it was. Because yeah. I knew the 30th was a Saturday as well. Because I'm going to see Jack Harlow that day. Ooh. Weird flex, but okay. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, the Patriots did take their first loss. And uh, it was to um, To the delight of pretty much everyone on the face of the planet, it seemed like.
1: Um, oh, that's a lot of people.
0: Yeah, I always forget about how many people hate New England until they lose. Yeah.
1: Because <laughs> it doesn't happen that often.
0: And then when they lose, like everyone comes out of the woodworks to be a fan of whatever team just beat us.
1: Yeah, which I'm not a fan of either of those teams. So if you could have both magically lost, you know, I would have been okay. But. Uh, what you all do does not affect the Eagles currently. Yeah,
0: <laughs> But uh, who did, you all played the Bears? Yes. Got to win, right?
1: Got to win against one of the best quarterbacks in the he league. He is Mitchell so bad. Stop you, it.
0: Did you see the report of what of what they said? He wants to turn
1: the TVs the off. The
0: TVs off in the locker room because he's tired of getting ripped on TV. I think he's that right.
1: That is so soft, dude. Yeah, he's, he's in a tough spot right oh, now. Oh, man. He is like...
0: You might need to quit, dude. What? If you are that soft right now. Dude, You're playing terrible. Do you expect him to say good things about you?
1: No, but I also don't expect you to tell him he should quit. He's just an emotional man right now. Out of all people, I felt like you would understand that.
0: If you're if you're scared, go to church, man.
1: That's a good point. Like what? You, In don't the name turn of to who, t- who was that again? Doctor Dre? Or no I don't Ice know. Cube or Doctor Dre?
0: I don't know, but Hunter Hunter Renfro just got lit up. Yeah, Hunter Renfro from U of L, Clemson. Mm. He was the he was the the go to wide receiver there, Clemson for a while. Started as a walk on.
1: I was in the right uh, conference. You were. I just assumed since you yes, asked, where uh, you know had to had to take a guess.
0: Uh, speaking of Matt Brody, there's a good picture that Jennifer took off the uh, baby monitor just now.
1: <laughs> that looks like Six Sense photo. No, no. What like was that. that?
0: What was that movie? Uh, it wasn't Six Sense. It was the one that Paranormal Activity. No, That's what it looks like. It pa-
1: definitely does. I'm not watching that movie
0: either. <laughs> I thought you were going to get scared when the commercial came on just a minute ago. I heard you heard you uh, stuttering a little bit there when it came on. I was like, oh, BJ's getting a little nervous. Says so the TV.
1: Yeah, I'm not watching that stuff, man. Oh,
0: you you were looking at it. And you were like, you were glued to it. It was like you're. <laughs> your eyes were getting sucked in like the movie saw like you, know you couldn't stop watching it
1: crazy thing is i don't even remember watching it that's what that stuff does to you like i blur it out of my mind i also have a concussion so like that probably plays into it as well <laughs>
0: <laughs> um so i guess man that's a we gotta move to the power moves now
1: let's go to it and you know power moves is what i do best
0: how many how many you got
1: uh essentially one because what i told you initially what my power move was going to be was basically a great week in fight sports you know the canelo fight man that dude is a monster and proved it again you had the prelims which i mentioned to you that all of them were knockouts um but since i had other ones involved which we semi-stated before as well too i'll keep it to one
0: fair enough i'll go i'll go first
1: Okay, go for
0: it. So my power move goes to a guy that some of you guys have not heard of. But the avid listeners may remember me bringing him up a few months ago. Kalen Bennett.
1: The avid listeners might also remember my Halloween candy post as well, too. Did you like that, by the way?
0: I don't think I saw it.
1: Yeah, you liked it. My, I posted the picture of my bowl outside. Oh yes, I did it. Yeah, that was good. come on. That was pretty. That classy. was good. That For was a guy good. who doesn't create his own Facebook post, that was Facebook magic.
0: That was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but, um, uh, I mentioned this guy. I it was a few months ago. Um, Caitlin Bennett yesterday became the first, um, person that has been diagnosed with autism to score a basket in Division One basketball. It's impressive. He plays for the Kent State with Golden Flashes.
1: Is that, that right? I th- think so. I'm not sure. Which,
0: interesting court design, by the way. I don't know if you saw it. New one? Yeah, it's pretty cool looking. It looks like the Chargers uh, bolt right there on their helmet, but it's, in the, it's on their court.
1: Oh, in the middle, you're saying? It's or like, like on
0: the, I'll have to show you a picture of it uh, later, but I'm pretty sure it's Kent State uh, Golden Flashes.
1: I like when they do the dark brown and the light brown, and then they've got the navy and gold as well too. You talking about Kent State Court? Yeah,
0: I'm not sure I've seen that one.
1: It's kind of but, unique. I mean, it was an older one, but it would kind of have like that certain textured pattern on it. Almost remind me of the Oregon one that had the tree on it. Oh, why did they choose to do it there though?
0: I'm not sure, but it looks pretty cool when you see it actually on. Like during a game because they showed the replay of Kalen uh, Bennett's thing, and I was like, "That's actually pretty cool."
1: Well, I'm glad that you like it because I'm not a fan personally. Who who's your favorite college court? You know what mine is, so you know. I no, can't... it can't be your it can't be your team. not you state that when
0: when we say this stuff. This always means someone other than your team.
1: I I do like the Oregon one. I think Oregon always has a pretty. I unique... think you and I are on are like the only people that like it really. Other than maybe their fans, like a
0: lot of people are like, I don't like. You can never tell what's going on because of what you watch on TV. Yeah,
1: yeah, but see, to me, that's the Minnesota court that sometimes is a little too glossy and kind of that white line on it. But the Oregon one is different. The Oregon one has a lot of texture on it. It's pretty cool. You can tell yeah, it's it got all those effort.
0: trees. What's it called? Through the forest or something like that? Yeah, I don't remember. Um, I'm a big Colorado State fan. Their their court, uh, it has huge ram one. horns on it. Yeah. That one's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I think Boise State's is blue, just like their football field, in its entirety. I believe so. I'm not 100 positive that's on kind that. Of one. Interesting, but I think that is correct. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any of them.
1: I do like the ECU logo, so it's just the kind of a pirate? yeah, it's just yeah. kind of standard court, but it is kind of cool with that. As pirate much right as here, I though. hate
0: to say it, I really like Kansas's court as well with the huge Jayhawk. Yeah. Just because I'm a big fan of the huge logos, like. The ones that are like, why is that logo so big?
1: It's got to be the right logo, though. That's what I'll say. And the Rock Chalk Jayhawk yeah. is a logo that works in this fashion.
0: Yes. But, yeah, that's my, that's my power move. Kalen Bennett scoring first basket for a person diagnosed with autism.
1: And we'll keep it with the basketball theme. And as we mentioned previously, we had a guy who was playing his first game for the North Carolina Tar Heels by the name of Cole Anthony. Who actually came out? I don't know if you saw this, but he came out in goggles.
0: Yeah, I I did not know that because I was at the game yesterday. But I did I flipped on the TV when I got home yesterday and was watching some interviews with him, and it was kind of funny to hear him talk about it after you had said something about it.
1: Yeah, I could tell it was affecting him. Like it shows him before the game, and he's like blinking and squinting and kind of all over the place. And he just says, you know, he needs glasses, but essentially he doesn't like putting contacts in his eyes, so that's why he went that route. But
0: well, he said he wears glasses off the court
1: yeah that's what I'm saying he he needs help for his vision. He does not have the best eyes in the world, but he doesn't wear contacts because he doesn't like putting stuff in his eyes. I that's guess. probably
0: where I would be if I needed to wear glasses. I don't like I'm very sensitive when it comes to my eyes.
1: You know where I'd be if I need glasses
0: wearing glasses
1: not going to the vision specialist because I haven't been to check my eyes in probably twenty years.
0: <laughs> I'm right there with you. I probably need glasses to be honest with you.
1: I'm neither here nor there. I'm not going to say any incriminating thing on there. air. Like, like
0: you're going to go to jail for saying you need glasses.
1: Yeah, if you get into like an accident they're like, oh, you admitted to being blind on the uh, podcast, we've got incriminating evidence. Oh,
0: no, I'm not saying I'm blind or anything. I just can't tell who that is walking off the field.
1: <laughs> just like a bat, no big deal. <laughs> no.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, so Cole Anthony, 34, 11, and 5, got to give him part of the... Um, power move, and then also Giannis, man, coming off his first MVP season. I gotta wait before
0: you leave Cole Anthony. Yeah. You can't give him credit and then not state the history that he made.
1: Well, go ahead.
0: Cole Anthony has the biggest debut for an ACC freshman. Yeah. 34 points is the most points a freshman has had in a debut in the ACC.
1: I was just going to say North Carolina, but if you, I mean, that was a given. If it was for North Carolina, it was probably for ACC. Do you know who
0: has the most points as a freshman in the ACC history?
1: Ooh, so any game. Mm
0: -hmm. You are a big fan of this guy.
1: That's interesting. I don't know. I mean,
0: Harrison Barnes. Really? Harrison Barnes had 40 his freshman year in the game. Yeah. Uh, but uh, do you know who Cole Anthony tied?
1: No. I thought he broke it.
0: He tied it for most points in a game as a freshman.
1: Oh, I see. For like second place or whatever?
0: Uh, he was third or fourth. Because Harrison Barnes was first with 40. Yeah. And I think Jordan had 36 or something in the game as a freshman. Okay. And somebody else did. And then uh, Cole Anthony, Kobe White.
1: Yeah, Col- had
0: 34 last year.
1: Kobe White, that's why I said with him replacing him. They're actually – I think Cole Anthony is the better defender. I think Cole Kobe White was the better shooter, much better shooter. Like Who's Nike. the better player? I know, TBD. I, I think uh, at the next level, both of them could have phenomenal careers. I, I can tell you for this team, um, I like having Cole Anthony. That's how I word it um I, I think actually you know what let me change that i think for last year's team i would have actually liked to have had cole anthony because i think we had the scoring around him needed and this year i think Kobe white might have been the better fit with this team so we'll, we I, I would be okay with trading them um but i'm not complaining about having either of them obviously i hear you and i'd love to see cole anthony stay a couple of years but Uh, If I can't convince him to do so, my other half of the duo of the power moves is Giannis, as I mentioned, coming off his first MVP season and picking up right where he left off. Averaging 29-14-8 currently. Like, the dude is the real deal, whole package. His brothers are getting some playing time, which has nothing to do with him being my power move. But, gotta give him a little bit of a shout out because he's making it look like he's going to make it tough for Harden, for LeBron, for Anthony Davis, for Kawhi, for anybody else you want to put in that category to take that title from him.
0: I'm also, I'm going to piggyback off of your power move because I just thought of one with Giannis. Yeah. Um, the story of him the other day um, meeting that kid through uh, Make-A-Wish and then guaranteeing the win and getting it. Yeah.
1: That – that is also a power move as well. That is, because if you don't and the kid dies because you tell him that. Jeez, dude. I'm just saying, if that happens, that you would live with that for the rest of your life. And you can never take that back, bro.
0: But he won. So that's, we're not thinking about that. That's, that's right. All right, so what's your beef?
1: And if he won and the kid died, so be it. You know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes that's what happens. But at least he was a man of his word, because we're all going to die someday, bro. Uh, My beef is going to be an interesting one because it's funny that I picked it on a day in such like I did. But you ever pull into a parking lot, and it might be crowded or uncrowded, but you see that one random, typically truck, maybe car. And there's two forms of these people. Sometimes it's the old accidental, and sometimes it's the blatant intentional in-your-face, but the two parking spot parkers. Mm-hmm. Doesn't get much worse than that, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to lump in one with them, the people who don't return their shopping carts.
0: I'll even lump in another one. Do it, please. The people that pull up way too far and you think a parking spot's open.
1: You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to add another one, and this is going to be maybe the most unique one out of all of them. The people who spit their gum in a parking lot. You know what I'm saying? Just those your gum. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely edible, and you know... you might poop it out and blow bubbles. That would be very intriguing to me. Maybe, yeah. But I'm not going to say scum of the earth. I'm just going to say as close as you can get to the scum of the earth. The double parking spot takers, the non-cart pusher backers, the pulling up too farers.
0: You know the people. You know what the guys I'm talking about, like the people with the small cars that you're like, oh, I finally found a parking spot, and then it's like a smart car.
1: Yeah, I thought you were actually. Basically piggybacking off of me where they were taking up two parking spots by pulling up too car too far. But I know what you're saying. If I was them, I'd probably pull up like mid mid level. I'm not going all the way up because you might get hit. I'm not going all the way back because you might get hit. Don't buy that car, probably. Yeah. That's the solution. So that's my beef for the week. What do you got?
0: Oh, piggybacking off yours from last week, by the way. Yeah. Saw someone go to the bathroom. Just me and him in the bathroom. Gave you the old eye nod he and walks everything. He straight out of the bathroom. Yeah. I'm like, how bold and disgusting
1: are you? After Dukian. No. I mean, you know, if it's the we old... We were at
0: two different urinals.
1: Right, but if it's the old single, you know, single-double, and you're, you know, not touching, you know, guys can get away with that. I don't advise it. Personally.
0: I don't know if he was touching or not. I didn't peek that time, right. but... Seemed
1: like he shook an awfully lot of times, huh? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. Wash your hands. I agree, because then guess what? It's cold and flu season, bro. He touches that door handle, and then you've got pee-pee hands after washing your hands. For sure. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, it's funny that
0: I do this, because you don't really ever do this, but I got a reoccurring beef, man. Mm. And people that really paid attention to Facebook the other day, I already know what I'm going to say. Well, who, who might that person be? Well, you, I know for one. Well, But other people that pay attention as well are already going to know what this beef is. Yeah. So, Tuesday, it's basketball season finally. You get to see the Louisville Cardinals come on. They're playing the Miami Hurricanes on the ACC network. I turn it on at 6 o'clock. Yeah. Because I'm excited.
1: Hyped. I got my
0: food, man. I'm sitting there. I'm ready. I'm like, all right, here we go. And there's a soccer game on. <laughs> and I look up, and it says live. So right now, I'm already 0 for 2. And I'm like, I'm not real happy right now. Right. And then I look a little bit to the left of that live, and it says ACC Tournament Championship. I said, oh, no. And then I looked one more time, and it says overtime. well, yep. you have got to be kidding me. This game is gonna go over again, which those of you that listen remember me having to be for this last time. The very first thing that, the very first time that I watched the ACC network was Louisville's football show, All right? And it was overlapped by a soccer game. So I tweet out as soon as I flip it on there and see this. I said, "This better not happen again." <laughs> this, and then someone tweets me back. It's like, "Oh, it'll be over." Nope. We get two minutes before the game's going to start. There's still four minutes left in this second overtime. Yeah, zero, no 0 Yeah, and no one has scored. Hence the reason why I hate soccer. Yeah. So, not only did the game not end, but it had to go to penalty kicks. And not only did it have to go to penalty kicks, it had to go to all five
1: penalty kicks. And not only did it have to go to all five penalty kicks, but North Carolina ended up losing. And it serves them right. No, it, they were trying to end it early. That's why they missed the penalty kick. For
0: Didn't them. Syracuse, the the guy the commentator said that Syracuse had a goal taken away from him that shouldn't have been taken away from him. I know,
1: it was very disrespectful of him. Clearly, so, the referee decided to take it away from him for a reason.
0: Yeah, but that's my beef. The ACC network sucks again.
1: You know what I want to say? John Cena's little, bro. He can't see me.
0: He's, uh, he's kind of buff, but he does look pretty short.
1: You know what? I actually told my nephew that yesterday when I was working out, and I think he might have believed me.
0: Well, then he couldn't see you?
1: Well, no, I, I know he could see me, but I actually told him that I was bigger than John Cena, and I think I flexed on him and told him that John Cena didn't have these guns, and he seemed like he might have. like It wasn't a controversial statement to him. It's pretty <laughs> cool. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I think everybody needs a little nephew like that on occasion.
0: For sure but yeah that's my beef the ACC Network does it again I missed the first six and a half minutes of the game yeah. because so, they were so like oh I. just check out the ACC Network Extra which didn't work no didn't work I
1: tried I don't even know how to try that
0: it's on the watch ESPN app
1: I definitely did try it then
0: so ACC Network get your stuff together
1: I think they had to play that there was a lot of uh, viewers watching that soccer game Big soccer game. There was
0: like 14 people in the stands. It's
1: like 7 versus 10 in the tournament. Big deal.
0: 7 versus 10 are usually good games.
1: In the NCAA, not in the ACC tournament. Oh, yeah. Well, actually, sometimes they are, too. Yeah. But,
0: yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's pretty much all we got today. Recording yeah. it in a fir- the first time in a different spot.
1: That's right. Is it really what time I just looked yeah, at my... Yeah, it's app? 10 o'clock. Oh, okay. Good thing I forget. For-
0: Forget to set your watch back.
1: Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Went through a whole day. Didn't even notice it. He's
0: like looking. He's like, oh man, I get off in like 15 minutes.
1: Get up and leave. Uh, Excuse me, Mr. Cato, where are you going? Uh, To the restroom. Yeah. (laughs) That's good. But uh,
0: we'll have to get a picture posted of the mullet tonight since a lot of people don't even know I have it. Yeah. Um, Yeah.
1: On these baby blue walls, I think it'll look great.
0: It's actually great.
1: Carolina Pride, bro. It's actually gray. No, clearly baby blue.
0: No, the bathroom is baby blue, though.
1: Yeah, well, that's what I was looking at.
0: Yeah, these the walls in here are gray. What
1: do you hide in the little closet there? Um, I, I don't know. Right, okay. I'm not going to check. I'm, you guys might not ever see me again.
0: <laughs> but, guys, keep liking, keep sharing. Stay warm, because it is cold as heck out there.
1: Yeah, I guess you wore a uh, short sleeve shirt to work today. I'm guessing you. And forgot a jacket. Yeah, I'm guessing you. And then decided to stand outside. I mean, you didn't really decide that. It was decided for you. That's correct. But, <laughs>
0: um, guys, hopefully you enjoyed the episode. We always have a good time. We always have a good time commenting on... Actually, I guess he's not really that short. He doesn't look that much shorter than Michael Strahan. John yeah.
1: Cena, that is. I probably wouldn't say much to his face, but that's that's a he nice looks like, like three-piece
0: you, suit. The, you see those uh, slapping videos of like, the Russian yeah. slapping <laughs> he looking at his hands his hands look like one of those guys you would not want to get slapped by
1: yeah how would you like to be his girlfriend and you know what I'm saying like hey I'm just oh yeah yeah we'll leave it at that yeah um or his wife is he married or girlfriend
0: I'm judging by his hand unless we just can't see it he does not have a wedding ring on
1: (laughs) yeah they had Nikki Bella as who it whatever it is she, she's a looker herself. I'm not
0: sure who Nikki Bella is, but... What? I don't know who Nikki Bella is. Is that a wrestler?
1: Well, I don't care about her wrestling pedigree. She's just a beautiful young lady. Yeah. Brie Bella is her sister, who's also beautiful.
0: But guys, keep liking, keep sharing. Hopefully, uh, all the people... I just flipped it on the station here because I want to hear this whenever we get done. Hopefully, all the people that were involved in the shooting in Portland today at the Kroger are okay. Uh, but... Guys, keep liking, keep sharing, keep listening. Most importantly, beef out. Don't shoot, people.